What up, Ashley? Hello, Mervin. Man, boys is getting quiet. Going to get crunk. Yeah. Head back to Longview, Kelly popping trunk. Yeah. I ain't even tripping. Yeah. Riding and I'm sipping. Yeah. Yeah. Let me come through four foes that are tipping. Yeah. Yeah. On that new lap. Yeah. Watch yeah. the trunk crack. Yeah. Yeah. Let me sit sideways, see me running back. Yeah. Maybe AP, yeah. maybe AD. Yeah. I ain't even tripping because we some athletes. Yeah. Yeah. The more right, it, it must be a, uh, it's a nod to my co-host, not necessarily me. Especially if you ask her, because she just thinks she knows everything in the world, and I'm here to set her straight. Okay. It has always been one of my dreams slash goals to work with Ashley, um, to do anything sports-related, talking with her, um, because she is one of the smartest people I know, especially uh, sports-wise. Hey, a compliment. It has always been an honor, an honor to work with a cast member of the Doug Dynasty. <laughs> Ashley, I hate you. Okay. This is Ashley Moore, and you're listening to the More Right Than Wrong podcast. What do? What do? What do? What do? Hello, everyone. Hello, beautiful people. Hello, beautiful black people. Hello, hello, hello. It is February the 1st. Barely. Happy Black History Month. We in this thing, you know, just a couple of black content creators. You know what I'm saying? In the wonderful year of our Lord, 2022. I am your girl, Ashley. That is your boy, Mervin. How's it going? How you doing, Mervin? You know, I'm chilling, you know what I'm saying? Just chilling out, you know, kicking it with the homie talking sports and you know doing what we do all the time just recording it for two hours a week and that too is very generous <laughs> yes it is <laughs> yes it is i'll be looking at them durations of them episodes Man. like oh my god were we talking yeah. for that long yes see so you see so we're gonna take a just a quick peek behind the curtains for everybody so a couple weeks ago an episode was put out that may or may not still be up on all streaming platforms. I don't know. Um, but the audio did not sound great. So last week, Ashley handled the producing duties, right? So Ashley got to see pretty much what I see from the clean feed to the to the zoom and all that stuff. So she can she saw the clock last week. So now she knows how I feel when I look at the clock and I see how long we've been talking. And I dealt with the shock of it got put up and I was like, oh my God, we talked for that long. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> usually I know before, like I know real time, like how long we have been talking. Finding out when the episode is put up is really fun. <laughs> it is a real fun experience. Let me tell you. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Shocks me all the time. Mm-hmm. Especially that two hour, 43 minute one. I said, oh my God, two last hours week, and 43 Last minutes? week wasn't too much better. Two thirty-seven. <laughs> it was still a little shorter. Once I'm sorry, what was two fifty something? We'd just be talking, we be talking, man. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna start doing um like y'all do, and we're gonna start putting the time on everything. And now, granted, we might venture from that time a little bit because Ashley like to talk too much. But we're gonna try to start set. We we might want to start setting parameters. You know, time limits on our segments. 
so that we don't talk for almost three hours. AKA Merv's Minute. It ain't going to be that long. <laughs> and I don't have it that often. We going to see. This was kind of a forced one this week because somebody it said, somebody said, do forced. a Merv's Minute next week and let's talk about it. So that's what we're going to do. Okay. Um, on the agenda today. For the NFL, Mervin wrote Chiefs choke. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also wrote 49ers finally lose. Thank bye you for bye Brady. The emphasis. Yes. Thank you. Uh bye bye Brady. All right. Uh that was a funny one. Uh Mervis Minute, the five greatest football games. Uh Jeff Garcia versus Mina Kimes. The Brian Flores lawsuit on the first day of Black History Month. And then we're gonna get into Black History Month. That one kind of is just like, um, you know, whatever we talk about is what we talk about. I don't All have right. anything planned. Okay. Because yeah. I was I was about to ask. Like, I don't know what you want to talk about, but sure, we'll see how that goes. I don't, I don't have anything planned. So we'll just see, okay. you know, where our brains wander. Okay. And the obligatory, real quick before we get started. Um, actually, you know something I just realized maybe yesterday uh, that's happening starting <laughs> Friday? Um, really wasn't paying attention to stuff. Haven't seen many ads for it. Haven't seen a lot of stuff about it. Uh, you know, there's a Winter Olympics starting <laughs> uh, this weekend. I do. Yeah. Um, we had a story now. today about uh, some of them not getting paid. Mm-hmm. Oh, not getting paid. Yeah. Oh. Like not getting paid to be there. Like you Ooh. have to win. <laughs> you have to win to get your earnings. Dang. Hey. It'd be like yeah. that. I also saw, I heard something that like the players and coaches are testing like positive at a, at a super high rate compared to everybody else. Yes. I saw a story about this guy. Um, I think he tried to go to the last one and he got COVID. And then this mm-hmm. one, he got COVID. And then he goes, well, you know, I, you know, be, uh, competing in the Olympics has always been my dream, but mm-hmm. I mean, let's see if I can get here ever again. Like, right. cause like each time he's gone, he's got COVID. I'm like, Oh, that has to suck. Also yeah. real quick. Um, do you have a favorite winter Olympic sport? Mm, maybe it's the one where they're, um, doing the broom thing. Okay. So we are. So, so we, we do see eye <laughs> to eye on some stuff. It's called curling. <laughs> It's called curling, actually. Curling, yes. And when I tell yes. you, when I tell you, I don't care where I am <laughs> during the Winter Olympics, if curling comes across a TV that I'm in eyesight of, I stop what I'm doing and I watch it. I don't care who's playing. Bruh. That is a hey, that is some wild Bruh, me stuff, too. man. That is it a is. that is some wild stuff. See, it I is. was hoping I I promise y'all that wasn't playing. I was hoping that's what you would say because curling is curling is fun. A close second. And it's something I would want to do one time and never again, a ski jump. I want to do it once, just to say I've done it, and then that'd be the end of that. Because once I do it once, skiing? I've never gone skiing. Mm. See, I went snowboarding once, and then I went skiing the next mm-hmm. time. I thought I would enjoy snowboarding more than skiing, but I enjoyed skiing so skiing, much more. Skiing oh, looks fun. Oh, my God. That looks, that's it's something so I would want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, your girl, Danielle, we went for her birthday. Mm-hmm. I wish I know you wish you were invited, huh? Of course yeah, I do. You know, I'll say it openly. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> fine. Since that's what you're trying to bait me into, I'll say it openly. I don't care. 
She that's a, a lie. I do care. I do care. I do care. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase she, it. She I do care. I'm respectful. So. I'm respectful. Yeah. And okay. I mean, back then, did she have a man back then? Um, no, no, no. They were um, just talking back then. Close enough. So I, I apologize, Danielle, and to your mans. I apologize for my statement. Your friend drew, drew me off sides. <laughs> Anyways, um, my close second Uh-oh. is this man that got up. Uh, my close second. Sorry, I, had to touch, I had to touch my AC because I have a sweater and socks on, and it's, it's hot. So continue. Sorry. My close second might be seeing ice skating. Ooh, figure skating. Figure skating. Okay, okay. I lied. Speed skating is my close second. I feel I like, like speed th- skating too. That's you know how, and 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 I'm sure everybody's guilty of this, especially us who are former athletes who look at something and I'm like. Do you really consider yourself a former athlete? Yes. Um, <laughs> I played just as long as you did. Shut up. <laughs> but, you know, like you look at a, you look at a sport and you're like, I could go do that. I could go do that. And speed skating was always my one growing up. Okay. I was like, I could go do that. I feel okay. like I could get out there and do it. I'd, I'd probably get dusted, but I could do it. And I feel like I'd be able to not fall. And now I feel uh- like. I now I feel like we need to set this up. I don't think the objective in the Olympics is to not mm-hmm. fall. So the fact that you said not no. fall means I don't. I don't. I don't. Okay, think so. fine. I, okay, fine. I look again. I'm not saying I'd keep up with the best of the best, but I feel like I go out there and give it a great effort and not look like an idiot doing it. That's all I'm saying. I feel yes, like I'm I pretty. Do. I'm I'm pretty quick on skates, man. You pretty quick on skates? Yes. When I saw you on skates, y'all, hey, Raven on hey, the pier hey, of skates. Hey. I'm smooth with it too. Don't get it twisted, homie. He's like an old it, man. Don't y'all. get it like, twisted. <laughs> he like an old man, and then the DJ played like a song that played at his prom back in 1972, and he hey. just get back in his groove, <laughs> hey. dancing, skating backwards, I, you know, twisting hey. his little hips. You, <laughs> all right, see. See, you told me to stop bringing somebody up. <laughs> you just finna get another story. So, look, we're just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> we're just gonna leave it at that. You see, though, you see. Now that hey. you're conscious of it, you see. Hey, hey, don't. Hey, look, don't don't go with me to the skating rink if you ain't trying to see somebody smooth. Like, don't get me wrong. I ain't like everybody else. There's some people out there that say every night, like it's roll bouncing ATL. I'm not one of them. But when I get out there, I got a little groove to me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't. I ain't, I ain't doing all the best. I ain't doing a bunch of moves. Just see a little something. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh. Oh, God. All right. Meanwhile, I'm just zooming by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Okay. So, the, uh, so the NFL. After, oh. Wait. Did we? Oh, yeah, we did. Okay. I said, did we go through all of it? But yeah, we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, were you about to say something on the run sheet that we already talked about? Probably. Fair enough. So, uh, the NFL. Let's just get this out the way now. The past six games, well, we'll call it five and a half because we said last week that the uh, Packers 49ers game was the worst game of last week. But it was still a close game. It was. So, so the past six games, essentially, have been some of the best six games, as far, especially like a big six-game stretch that we've seen in a while, especially with it being in the playoffs, especially what we saw to close out last week. So to come into this week and have two more good games, it's just, oh my God, wow. 
and the Super Bowl will probably top it off with a nice little cherry. Uh, but starting off this week, um, Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock, the Chiefs uh, faced the Cincinnati Bengals in Arrowhead. Um, Patrick Mahomes was supposed to be, well, was set up to go to his, what, third Super Bowl in four years? Um, fourth NFC champion, I'm sorry, AFC championship game. In a um, row. In a row. Everything, the table was set for him. You're, you're at home. You're at Arrowhead. Everybody knows how loud it gets there. They're always competing with Seattle for the loudest stadium in the league. This is not a place you're supposed to uh, lose if you're the Kansas City Chiefs. Meanwhile, look at the other side. And you got young, upstart Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Burrow, uh, Jamar Chase, uh, Samaja P. Ryan, and Joe Mixon, uh, Zach Taylor, who's only, what, his second, maybe third year coaching the Bengals? This is his second year. Is this his second year? Did he come with Joe Burrow? Uh, he very. You know what? Let me this look. Is Zach, I think this is. I think this is his second year. He hasn't been there long. Ooh, probably should have known this before I started talking. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. His coach. 2019. Head coach since 2019. 2000, okay, so his third year. Um, also, they had four wins last year. Keep that in mind. Now, granted, Joe Burrow got his leg broken in three different places last year. Um, well, not leg broken, <laughs> bunch of ligaments torn. But you know, he was coming off of that injury last year in the middle of the season. So the Bengals weren't supposed to be here at all. Um, looking at you, KNBC. That's what you said. Looking at you, KNBC. But we'll get to you in a second. Um, <laughs> That's what you said too, though. The Bengals. No, you're right. Here. That's what you're you right. You're right. I, I said at the beginning of the season the Bengals probably weren't going to be that great um, because I was a big um, big opponent of the fact that they got Jamar Chase instead of Pene Sewell in the first round. And I'm not, I'm not going to say I was proven right by any means uh, except for the fact that in the AFC Division around, he did get sacked nine times, but that's neither here nor there. He did get sacked nine times. He did get sacked nine times. And in this game, he was on a run a lot. Is he not in the Super Bowl? How many times did he oh, get no, sacked? Oh, no, 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 you're right. No, you're right. You're 100% correct. How many times did he get sacked this game? He got sacked. Um, that is in the team total uh-huh. that I am not on. Cincinnati. Wait a minute. Where am I looking? I'm dead. Oh, thank you. I didn't have the number just readily available. I'm sorry. Oh, I have a number for you, but I don't want to be loud and wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. But continue. What's your number? Nah, continue. Because my number says one. He was sacked one time? That's what I'm seeing. Uh, he was sacked one time. I was thinking zero, so I was going to be loud okay. and wrong. He yeah. was sacked one time. One time. Now, granted. By Melvin Ingram. He did He did play magician a few times and get out of some stuff. He did. Uh, so, line ain't perfect, but it's good enough to get him <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Uh, so, the Chiefs, high-powered offense. They started off the game like any, pretty much anybody with the same football mind that is not a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals or the LSU Tigers, for that matter, uh, thought they would. And that was they went three for three in their first p- three possessions and got in the end zone each time. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which. Real, I was I, feeling real confident. Well, see, I wasn't, but I was a little upset because me being me, 
I had the Bengals. I had my money on the Bengals plus seven. So I just didn't need them to get beat by seven. That's all I needed. So when they come out and they let Patrick Mahomes get a, get out of that sack like he did and find Travis Kelsey on that touchdown, yep. mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're in for a long day. To go up 21-3, to three, I was like, oh, boy. It's going to be a rough one, guys. It's going to be a rough one. But that's where everything stopped. And it's not even right there because after the Chiefs got the ball back with a few minutes left in the first half, they quickly and swiftly marched the ball right down the field. They got to the they got near the red zone with about 13 no. Yeah. With a, no, they got to the 9-yard line with 13 seconds left and they got uh on the one with 9 seconds left because uh Eli Apple decided he wants to hold somebody and commit passing interference in the end zone. Mm-hmm. So you would say Let's just talk real quick. You would say, if the if I give the Kansas City Chiefs the ball on the one yard line with multiple t- with at least a timeout or two, I would think that at the very least they come out with points, right? They might get stuffed. Something might happen. Okay, cool. First pass happens. It's an incompletion. There's a quick pass. The ball hits the ground. Five seconds left. Okay. At that point, I might be trying my field goal unit out there already, but that's not what the Chiefs did. The Chiefs ran another play, and I'm thinking it was supposed to be something quick because Patrick Mahomes definitely held onto the ball for a second before hitting Tyreek Hill, who got stopped short at the one by Eli Apple. Eli uh, Apple, he, re- he redeemed himself. He did redeem himself. I'll give him that. I'm still not happy with him about the New Orleans comment, but that we're not talking about that right now. Um, so, yeah, Eli Apple comes up, makes a stop. Bam, the Chiefs don't get any points before, um, yeah. before the half. Why, why don't you kick for three? Right. Because you got five Why seconds don't you left. Kick for you don't three. know what's going to happen. Just kick for three. Yeah. You up 21 10. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's make that. Right, right. A two That's right. It was 21 10. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> let's make that a two touchdown lead. Like, come on. I, I, I did not understand. But, guys, if y'all listened to the last episode when I got on, I was like, my team's still in, blah, blah, blah. Your girl was just being sarcastic. <laughs> okay. No, she wasn't. I was sure. being sarcastic. I love I'm Patrick sure. Mahomes. I had on the Chiefs jersey. Yes, I did. But I love Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs, I don't have a team. I am I am a free agent. I was definitely being sarcastic for Mervin. I was cracking up when I was saying it. I had no emotional investment in this game. Once Patrick Mahomes lost, I had slight I monetary didn't feel investment, but that's neither here nor there. Once, once he lost, I didn't feel anything. I was like, well, let's get to the game without the Lobos. But anyways, continue, Mervin. But yes, why not? Why, why not kick a field goal right here? You okay, Mervin? Yeah, you just sounded like a, like when you hit, you know, when you had the old school tapes and you was rewinding it. That's what you sounded like. So I'm gonna need you to say what you were saying after you were say you said you were sarcastic about the uh, about the Chiefs. Anyways, I was basically saying why not? For one, I, I felt no loss from this. Didn't didn't really care. But why not kick a field goal right here? Yeah, that's like fair. every point matters. In the playoffs, especially the AFC Championship, and this is what we're doing. I understand you want to mm-hmm. go for the seven, but it's not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Also, I, although field goals ain't guaranteed either, but but a twenty yard field been, goal, a twenty yard field right goal is there. pretty much guaranteed. Yeah, it yeah. would have been right there. You so know what yeah, I mean? they, like, come on now. So yeah, they don't get in, and I feel there were 
that would have been pulling the old school Bill Belichick where you get the you get the ball last, you go down and put something on the board, and you come out of halftime, you also get the ball, and then you go down and put some more points on the scoreboard. It's the two exactly. So you know you're getting the ball back. Just go ahead, kick three. You're not really missing out on anything. Um, Great. So yeah, yeah, it's great. You know what? Thank you. Because that Brady. is exactly what I was thinking when it happened. And that's what I thought a little bit later in the game. But we're going to get to it. Listen, so, I love me some Eric. Eric I love me some Eric being me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that was a little greedy. Sorry. Like, yeah. But, and also, to be fair, looking going back and looking at the plate, it's definitely a little bit on Patrick Mahomes because you could tell it was supposed to be something quick just like the play before it was. But hold, he held on to it for a second too long and then kind of panicked and threw it to Tyreek Hill. If you just ditch it, you know, throw it at the uprights or whatever, then bam, you still have a second left. You can uh, get your field goal unit out there. You're fine. Um, so they're going to the half up 21 to 10 uh, because the Bengals scored right before that drive. Um, and let's go through um, the next five, six, seven, eight, nine, five possessions for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, first drive, five plays, punt. Uh, next drive, five plays, seven, 17 yards, punt. Next plays, <laughs> next next drive, two plays, interception. Next drive, three and out, punt. Next drive, three and out, punt. They didn't score another, they didn't score again until the very end of the ball game when they kicked a field goal with no time remaining to send it to overtime. Let's go through the second half possessions for the Cincinnati Bengals. Punt, <laughs> four and out, punt. Next drive, 11 plays. To, uh, field goal. Next drive, five plays, touchdown. Uh, that would have been Jamar Chase, absolutely just sunning a defender. Uh, next drive was an interception. Uh, the next drive was a field goal. Um, yeah. Oh, and then by the way, go, game goes into overtime. Chiefs won the to- coin toss again. I'm saying, oh my god, these fools gonna win again. <laughs> they gonna do it again but like I, and you know it's typical I was watching the game at work so I saw what happened I didn't hear it I went back and watched it again earlier today and my god you would have thought they had just won the Super Bowl the way the crowd sounded when the uh, when Walt Coleman said that the Chiefs won the coin toss they thought that was the game cause last week it was I thought it was too I ain't gonna lie and, to you. and so did I but you see the unfortunate thing is, I don't care how great you are. There, there's only a few guys that this doesn't pertain to. But when your team is in the midst of an epic collapse, and you have collapsed <laughs> for two quarters, it is really, really hard to pull yourself out of that collapse. Um, But it's all good. It's a new ball game, as the referee says. It's all good. First play goes nowhere (laughs) second play was about to be a pick six let's be clear (laughs) because i forget who the defender was but uh in fact i'm gonna go ahead scroll down to the bottom so i can get people's name right and stop just calling them people um let's see okay it doesn't say so patrick mahomes went incomplete and then incomplete with the almost pick six from the 25 then he tries to play hero ball. Went deep down the left sideline, tried to get hit Tyreek Hill. Um, 
and the ball gets intercepted. <laughs> and at that point, it's ball game because at this point, next score wins. And Joe Burrow swiftly and quickly and meticulously marches his team down in the field goal range. Mr. Cajonis of Steel, Mr. All right, we're going to the AFC Championship. I'm sure he looked at his team and said, all right, pack your bags, fellas. We're going to L.A. next in two weeks. We're going to the Super Bowl. Because he came out and just drilled it, and there was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, yeah. You're up. You were up. Sorry. The Chiefs were up. 21-3. to 18-point lead in the second quarter. Now, granted, a lot of football left. Had the game stopped at 25 minutes, Chiefs would have been just fine. They'd be getting ready to go to L.A. and play the Rams, and we hopefully get a rematch in 2018. But they're, um, you want to talk about greed. So I kind of skipped past it, and I apologize. Towards the end of the game, I don't remember if I said this to you or who I was talking to, but the Bengals played the Chiefs perfectly on defense. And it was real simple. We're not finna play you in a man defense because we saw last week what happens. We'll have Tyreek Hill giving the do sign to a defender while he's 10 yards from the end zone and that defender is closer to the end zone than he is. That's not what we're gonna do. Traps Kelsey run all up and down the field on us. We're not finna do that. We're gonna rush four. We're gonna rush three. We're gonna have a spy. And we're going to drop seven in coverage, and we're going to dare you to find a way to beat us. And that's what they did. They they beat them. They had them locked down. Nobody could really get open, which says a lot when you think about the fact that they have Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Nicole Hardman, uh, Byron Pringle. It, it's They have a lot of weapons, and they couldn't do anything, I mean, especially in the second half. There were also some costly mistakes by Patrick Mahomes as well, though. Yes, namely... I'll give you a big one. The last sack, which almost ended the game. Absolutely. Uh, because Absolutely. had, had his center not been there. I literally stood up and said, throw it away. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so so Hubbard was the guy who was essentially inspiring Patrick Mahomes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he got two sacks in two plays, uh, one of which was kind of quick. The second one is the one where Patrick Mahomes just standing there looking for something. And see, this is where the greed came in. Because I don't know what he was doing, but going back and looking at that play, he had Travis Kelsey open for a good two seconds and didn't see him. On the play on the fourth quarter where it was third down? Fourth quarter, 39, with like 39 seconds left. You said Travis Kelsey was open? I I believe it was Travis Kelsey. Somebody was kind of was open enough to where if he sees him or if he's looking at him, he hits him for a touchdown. Or at the very least, they get down to the one and they can punch it in. Okay, hold on. I'm about to find it. Um, um. Or maybe it was a play before. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure it was the one where he got sacked and fumbled. And if the center wasn't right there, the ball game would have been over. Oh, wait. Let me continue. Okay, here we go. Here we are. Okay, I only have one view. I'm not seeing Travis Kelce in my view at all. Mm. Oh, wait, let me see. Okay, snap, he runs middle. Nah, he have Travis Kelce, and it's what I'm seeing. Okay, I might be thinking of a different play, but there was one play. The middle linebacker is literally just sitting there, sitting on it, just trying mm-hmm. to see what Travis, uh, what uh, Patrick Mahomes going to do in the one I'm looking at. Okay, the see, I... Mm, okay. 
Let me, You'll let me see, go who's this? All right, he Let's takes see. the snap, uh -huh. and then who we got here? Number... 94. 94. Yes. He's sitting there, and Travis Kelsey just ran behind him, and he has... Let me see. Two other guys up top behind him. Let's see. If my thing would load up, I got too much stuff open today. It's a problem. But then he comes up. But then he comes up and oh, he's the one who made the strip sack. I'm yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dead. Dude was just watching and tracked him down. I am dead. Okay, no, 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 no. So and you're looking at the thirty nine, right? The thirty nine. Yeah. Where Travis Kelsey runs like he runs literally directly. He's coming from the right. Him. Yeah. Uh huh. Cut across. He, there was a spot. Like right when he crossed, he crossed right behind the uh, the guy who made the sack. There was a gap right there. He could have hit him. I think he could have hit him. I see the gap, but is I see I also see one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. It's six white jerseys around there. You talking about this gap? And also, who is this on the outside? Is that Tyreek Hill running inside? So oh, they're yeah. crossing. Yeah. Are you talking about at the back of the end zone? Uh, no. As soon as they start couldn't for their routes like right at the line of scrimmage maybe a yard after the line of scrimmage i have it paused so i can see what's going on oh yeah yeah that's gap. i see the gap you're talking about but tyreek hill is also coming through that gap and there's also six other white jerseys around there mm -hmm. and then I'm you also saying. had you also had the linebacker sitting just sitting there on mm -hmm. it until he went and made the play right <laughs> Which was the play he made. Although Harrison Bucker came out there and did what he did last game. The ones mm -hmm. that the ones that matter, you make. Although, yeah, I was about to say, because he wasn't perfect the other week. But, hey, mm -hmm. that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes made some costly mistakes here. And then the mm -hmm. Bengals defense just did what they had to do. Right. The Bengals defense came like down said, in the second half and did what they had to do. And like that's I said. That was. Like I said, said. They played it perfectly. Don't let them yep. get loose. Play a good zone on them. And and somebody go get Patrick Mahomes after a few seconds. Because this seemed clear. Hubbard That's did what exactly said. what he was supposed to do. Don't let him go nowhere. You see he ain't doing that? All right, go get him. That's fine. That, that's that's how you play that. That's what you said? Yeah. Yeah. That was just good defense. It was really good defense. Mm -hmm. Great. They went to the halftime, you know. Discussed business mm -hmm. and came out and executed the business. Right, because just... and it's something. It, it's a it's a common thought. Like when you're better than the team, or I guess you feel like you're better than the team. The worst thing you can do is give them life. The le worst thing you can do is let them stick around, because the team that stick sticks around is the team that's going to beat you, especially when they have nothing to lose. Because let's be clear, the Chiefs were the one with, the, with all the pressure in this game. The, the Bengals could have came out and gotten beat twenty-one to ten, and nobody would have said anything. Because yeah, the Bengals weren't supposed to be here, so you're playing with and the worst worst person to play against is somebody who ain't got nothing to lose. They ain't have nothing to lose here, and they just came out and played and they did their thing, and that's and that's exactly why the Chiefs got beat. Yeah, choked on Sunday. <laughs> Listen, uh, one thing I do appreciate about this, you know, I, it sucks that my boy Patty Mahomes lost because now everybody talking about oh he ain't the baby goat blah blah blah. He's still he's the not. baby goat. He's still the baby goat. Uh, but the one thing I enjoy about this is all the Joe Burrow stuff coming out. Afterwards. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Joe Burr. Joe I'm Burr. sorry. 
Joe Shiesty. Joe Shiesty. Joey Badass. Thank you. Like, what? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, listen, your boy, we talked about it after. um, What game was that? What happened? (laughs) What game was that when they went to the locker room and they were all lit? Oh, after they went to North? Was it? Oh, yeah, and Joe, well, Joe Burrow, he, you know, limped out the field. We'll talk about that, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, after the game, when it was all lit, Joe Burrow is showing us, you know, he for what he for the people. Mm-hmm. Okay. He for the people. But also, cool cat. Cool cat. What yeah. did he say? Cartier uh, glasses ain't no shading me. What did he say? Just post, listen. I don't know what he said then, but I know in the post-game press conference, somebody decided to test his gangster. And he right. said, yes, yes, these diamonds are real. I make too much like, money for this to be fake. Right. Are you kidding me? What kind of? question was that what kind of like, question who, was that who asked the question somebody Are they real? Listen, somebody not with the culture obviously right. he's, if you he's an nfl clear, quarterback he's white of course they're real what kind of question was that he's an nfl quarterback making millions of dollars around nothing but millionaires on his right. team black millionaires and you know what we like to do we like to buy stuff and we like to clown you if your stuff is fake okay you come around black mm-hmm. folk with some fake stuff. Hey. You ain't laughing. And let's be clear. Let's be clear. He ain't spent his whole life in Baton Rouge, but he spent sure. a couple years there. Sure <laughs> and, did. And I, hey, look, a little bit but of yeah. time in Baton Rouge, being out from New Orleans, you'll learn some stuff. He, Hey, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Burrow, on his off time, was going to cross the tracks over to Southern's campus and seeing if he could pull anything over there. That's all I'm, I'm saying. I'm dead. I'm doing anything. <laughs> hey, look. Southern ain't that far from LSU. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Excuse my manish partner here. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I've been drinking. Anyways, but yeah, listen, I'm a fan. I am. I am too. A fan. I am too. Okay. Uh, you see, The Rock posted a picture of himself. Yeah. With the black turtleneck and chains. Yeah. Joe Burrow. Hey. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his uh, play on the field, of course. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely. And like, did you see the picture of his dad and Jamar Chase's daddy after the game? Uh, uh, they would, you know, like Joe Burrow always smoking a victory cigar. Mm-hmm. Both their daddies was in the parking lot smoking a victory cigar after the game, too. Look, it's just a family thing. And they, I mean, they probably already knew each other from Baton Rouge. But yeah, they, hey, I'm with them. Whatever Joe Burrow want to do, you have my blessing, good sir. Now, on to a little tomfoolery before we um, move on to the next game. Um, Ashley, as you know, I am one of your biggest supporters. As much as I say I hate you, I am one of your biggest supporters. Um, and I sent yeah, you a message. I heard he said hate. I tell him all the time I don't like him. He tells me he hates me. That's but continue. Thing. Um, so, you know. I tune into your newscast as, as as every now and then. I ain't gonna say as often as possible, but you know, every now and then, especially when we're about to record, to kind of, you know, keep a, a kind of a time on everything, right? Uh-huh. And so, you know, I texted you something because it seemed like uh, somebody on your team may or may not have been the biggest uh, person when it came to sports. May may not keep up with everything, which is fine. It's whatever, right? But. He asked a question, and I like that he asked a question instead of saying something stupid, like the people in Kansas City did at KNBC. Um, they, on Sunday, decided to post a tweet in support of their beloved Kansas City Chiefs, which everybody does. 
KHOU does it here for the Texans. WFA does it in Dallas. I'm sure everybody does it. They said, against all odds, in, in caps, not regular, we were never meant we were never supposed to be here. We were never meant to take it this far. But against all odds, we did. What a season. Thank you for the incredible ride. We will always be hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. Now, somebody who doesn't keep up with sports might see that and say, wow, the Chiefs had a great year. They had a go get them Tiger year. They beat the odds and they're going to do better next year. Except for the fact that the odds were actually in their favor literally every game. Um, they literally started the year as Super Bowl favorites by from every sports book. They were literally favorites in every game that they played that uh, this season. They were literally seven-point favorites against the lowly Cincinnati Bengals. Not really lowly, but against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. They were supposed to be getting ready to be probably favorites against the uh, Rams on uh, sorry next Sunday in the Super Bowl. That was supposed to be there, guys. Now, granted, this tweet has gotten deleted because of a bunch of people like me who will see that and be like, what are you talking about? Um, and, of course, people have had fun with it. Uh, somebody took that caption and put it against uh, and put the picture of the uh, of the, the 96 Bulls. Uh, I'm dead. It said that uh, somebody I'm put dead. the Harlem Globetrotters. Somebody I'm put dead. somebody put that caption over uh, a picture of four gentlemen, all of, over six feet, all great with handling basketball. Uh, their names: Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, and I'm Steph Curry. <laughs> uh, oh, and the Dream Team. Forgot about them. Um, yeah, who yeah. posted that? Who posted it? Somebody who somebody who clearly don't know what they're talking about. Somebody who I hope, I don't hope they got fired, but I hope there was a mess, a, a meeting. It was like, hey, son, son, Whoever son. Whoever it was wasn't in the sports department. Son. Maybe it was and, some and digital content creator who was had like, to be. let me but you post see, something. But you see, Ashley, here's my hope for you. One, that again, as you're one of your biggest supporters, I hope that, you know, if you ever decide to venture out of Tyler, you make it into a big top five, top ten market with big sports teams. You can do all your stuff and you end up on around the horn because you're so good. All that stuff. Right. I would hope that if anybody ever did something like this, you would get to it before it sees the light of day. and You would say, hey, buddy. Don't oh, for sure. Don't for do that. Show. Don't do that because you're finna make me look bad. <laughs> don't do that. For sure. <laughs> don't do that. We're Listen. favorites in every game. Don't do that. Don't do that, please. You're gonna make yourself if, look if bad. If that happened now, where I work now, I would say something. But I would be like, "Listen, this ain't." Mm-mm. I be, I be, you know, I be educating people now in sports. They be like, "No, no, no I know." You know, even before I go on, I be trying to tell people, you know, the ones who don't know sports, like, "This is what you, you know." Right. This, this, right. Look this up before you know. <laughs> right. Cause and we've seen, I've I've heard slash seen many a a sports, uh, uh, I'm sorry, just a regular news person, or not regular, but a, a news anchor, butcher something sports wise, whether it's a name or just something that happened. It happens. I get it. Everybody don't like sports like we do. Mm-hmm. But I'm asking for your sake and the sake sake of whatever station you own, so I don't have to see a video of my friend getting laughed at. Just make sure oh, you don't see the light of day. Me? No, no, I know, I know, 
but it, j- just make sure this doesn't happen. Cause I will. I, if I was, if like, if I was to see this, and it would have said your station, which I still don't ever get the call letters right. Um, I would have texted you immediately and be like, Ashley, I don't know who you need to talk to, but I need you to get this tweet taken down right now because this is absolutely garbage. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tragic. Tragic. What's I was about to say, what's next? But hey, oh, yeah. somebody had heart. Somebody had heart for their team and they thought they they thought it was and that's the fair. one. They that's tweeted fair. it and they let it go and somebody said, This is the one. This is the mm-hmm. one. And then that was hey, the one that got you fired. You know, that probably his sin was like, Yep, got it. Did my job for the day, boss. This is never gonna come back to bite me in the butt. Until it did. Um So yeah, that was it. Next, I thank you, Ashley, for not making me say say it how I said how I wrote it because she got exactly what I said right in this rundown. The 49ers finally lost, and I said finally in all caps for two reasons. One, I wish they could have got drilled by 30 because they beat the Cowboys. Two, I did not want to see a boring Super Bowl, and I felt like if the 49ers were in the game, that's what happened. Uh, they came out, <laughs> and they decided... They wanted to be essentially a home team in in L.A., just like they were in Week 18. Because if anybody's seen video or watched the game on Sunday or seen video, it was a lot of red in that stadium. Let's just start there. But Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they came out. They did what they were supposed to be doing. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo actually did not look like the worst thing since sliced bread. I'll give him that for a little bit. Until when it really mattered. But we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, the Rams, they looked okay. But they were doing everything that that, that they needed to do. Um, it was a close game. The Rams were down 10 points going into the fourth quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10 points going into the fourth quarter. Um, and much like a game that was played in February, I want to say like two years ago, uh, the 49ers, yeah. Yeah, they, they blew another uh, double-digit fourth-quarter lead in a big game. Oh, man. They're, just, they're really good for You know what it is? It's the Shanahan effect. Uh, he's never going to live that down, by the way, uh, because Shanahan was also on the staff in Atlanta when they blew that lead in the Super Bowl. Um, and then two years ago when they had the Chiefs down 31 uh, by, by 10 points in the fourth quarter, blew that lead as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This game was... I don't really know how to feel about it. It was good. It was all right. But it wasn't the best game I'd ever seen in my life. But um, the fact of the it matter was, it remains. It was slow. It's like yes. when you watch and it's the 49ers. Yeah. And it's the, you know, it's the 49ers it style plays. of play. Yeah. 49ers had some popping plays. But it was, yeah. It's like when you're watching a good movie, but it's just slow. But the movie's still good. It's just a little slow. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if I, don't, if I don't have to watch that movie anymore, I'm good with it. Um. I'm dead. But, yeah, I would just put it like this. If I'm Debo Samuel, I would have been ready to fight after that game. Because here's the thing about Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is probably, and if you can find somebody else, feel free to put him in this conversation. Debo Samuel is far away in the, be- the best player on the 49ers. Unless you want to say, like, Nick Bosa or something, which... Okay, fine. We can have that discussion. If I am Kyle Shanahan, I'm finding every which way I can get Debo Samuel to football. 
whether it's returning, whether it's receiving, oh, whether it's rushing, whether it's uh, wildcat, right, whatever. Debo absolutely. Samuel needs the football, and he got the football a lot. He had seven rushes and seven uh, targets. He had four receptions, including one where he just showed why he's the best player on that team, outran everybody, and ended up in the end zone. Um, yeah, if I was him, I would have been livid after that game on Sunday. Why? Because you done did your all, everything you could do, mm-hmm. and your team still, still lost. Still lost. Still lost. That's how it is, though. It's a team sport. It is a team sport. Debo You're right. Play- Listen, Debo been playing long enough. He know, and he Debo also was the one who was defending his quarterback last week, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was. was. Defend- he was defending Jimmy Garoppolo last week, and then, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo ultimately gave the ball away. Yeah, and you know, let's talk about that because we talk. I'm pretty sure we mentioned it a few weeks ago when it was Kyler Murray against the Rams. And he was trying not to take a second end zone. <laughs> yes. And and just okay. threw the ball and, and caused a pick six. Go ahead. Different feelings about this. Okay. When Kyler Murray did it, I literally live in action. I was like, Kyler, no. Mm-hmm. Because I know he's better than that. Yes. That Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know. Uh, what's your Even name? Jimmy. The, what's the name say? The moment's too big. <laughs> oh, yeah. Moment's too big. Like, <laughs> Not really an athlete. <laughs> Not really an athlete. You know. Uh yeah, yeah. no, it's not but on even, the same playing field for but me. Even, but even Jimmy but was, G is better than that, man. But, but you, but I do still look at the play like, sir, you just, you just basically threw that up. Like the, people keep okay, people keep. Are we so? We, are we talking specifically about the play right now? Yes, we can. Because okay, people keep bringing up. All right, so <clears throat> as I mentioned last week, we had three Longview Lobos playing in the NFC mm-hmm. Championship. So. On the receiving end of the ball was a long view lobo, Jermichael Hasty. If y'all mm-hmm. want to see my interview with him, go to my website, CB19. You know, just look it up. Shameless uh, plug. Go check it out. Shameless plug. So it's Jermichael Hasty on the receiving end, and it's Trayvon Howard, also from Longview, also interviewed. Go check out the interview. Uh, and it people saying, blaming Jermichael for not catching the ball. I'm like, uh-uh. Ah, uh-uh. Whoa, we're whoa, blaming whoa. Jimmy Garoppolo. Whoa, he just chucked whoa. that thing over there. Right. Like, th- what? That is but not who the see. It's not. But see, go the ahead. whole city watching, the whole city watching, and not everybody is an actual football fan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So some people don't know what's going on. But if your quarterback is getting sacked, and he just throws the ball in an area in which he sees a receiver, and it goes or bounces off a receiver's hands, that is not the receiver's fault. Mm-mm. That is on Jimmy Garoppolo. He threw yeah. that away. Now, it just happened to be off of Michael Hasty's hands and his team, mm-hmm. former teammate intercepted it. But come on now. Let's that's, people, yeah, that's not, that's not that's not that's Michael not Hasty's fault. That, that's that's not mm-mm. how football works, people. Mm-mm. Yeah. The, you don't just be in the area and can catch it. Mm-hmm. If it's out of your reach, it's out of your reach. That And if I see my quarterback going down, I'm thinking my quarterback right. is going down. I am right. not on. I'm not on red alert for a football coming my way. Right, Mervin, <laughs> that's not how right. that works. Yeah, so that, that, so that was. I understand the game was on the line. It was only third down. You still had one more shot after that, but with that play, the game was over. Uh, uh, but that's shout out to Trayvon Howard. L's up. 
L's up, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Longview, God. Texas, had the game winning interception. Long, 903, Mervin. How many people from Cedar Hill got the game winning interception to send their team to the Super Bowl? How many, Mervin? How many? Are you done? <laughs> Longview, Texas, 903, baby. I just want to say, we on the map, okay? We on the map. We had three in this game, and one had the game-winning play with the help of Aaron Donald. Shout out to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9-0-3. Stand up. L's up. L's up. See the hill. C's down. LOL. Let me, let me not say C's down for somebody. I was about to say, watch yourself. <laughs> watch yourself. <man. laughs> You're going to need a bulletproof to keep talking like that. Uh, right. But shout out to Traven, though. You know, um, yeah. I know him off the field. It's my guy. Shout out to him. You know, well-deserved. Big dog. Well-deserved. Right. And shout out to another couple people. One from Dallas, <laughs> Matthew Stafford. Um, yep, Mr. Highland Park. Because I ain't going to lie, the doubters were talking, especially in the middle of the season. And you can go uh, ahead and include myself in that group. Um, I, was, because I, was, I, was, I was kind of in there. I'm a teacher. I, I was in there. But Marvin was for sure. I was. Because at first it was like, okay, at least it's not Detroit. Maybe he'll finally do something. And it was like, okay, he's doing something. Then it's like, what you doing, brother? And then it's like, okay, you're good. You're, you're, you're in the Super Bowl now. We're fine. Him and Odell Beckham. First of all, I'm not going to outright call Odell Beckham Senior Father of the Year because I love my dad and I think he's the best dad out there. But if you want to call him Executive of the Year or Father of the Year in the NFL, by all means, be my guest. Because he did what he had to do to get his son out of Cleveland and it has paid dividends for both of them. Um... Oh, Long- Odell Beckham Sr., you know where he went to school? Uh, Marshall. Okay, just making sure you Marshall, had Marshall, Texas, 20 making minutes sure away was from up on your, uh Making sure you was up on your history. I was just making Mervin, sure. Mervin, I was just making sure. I was to? just making sure, man. Hey, look, I was just making sure. Um, But he did what he had to do to get his son out of a bad situation where the quarterback wasn't throwing him the ball when he was wide ass open, looking at you, Baker Mayfield. Um, <laughs> and got him to L.A., to where he is absolutely balling out. Also, Remember when he posted the clips of all the times yes. Odell was open? <laughs> yes. Oh. It was like, what oh. are you doing? Oh, what are man. you doing? Do now, do. also, let me just go ahead and put this. This is a, a a precursor for coming attractions or a preview of coming attractions. Um, You know me, Ashley, and you know that I've been putting uh, not significant money, but money on sports gambling this year. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you who my MVP pick is right now. He's a receiver, he's white, and he wears blue and yellow. If Cooper Cup Cooper ain't, Cup. if it ain't, if the MVP ain't uh, Matthew Stafford or Joe Burrow, it's going to be Cooper Cup. Because Cooper Cup has had himself a hell of a season, and he had himself another hell of a game on Sunday. He, this, I agree. Mr. Cooper, Triple Crown. Triple Crown. This man is a baller, y'all. Baller. Like, he is, a, he is an absolute stud out there. And it's not like... And it's not like it's the beginning of the season where it's like, okay, let's we don't know who's gonna be, you know, doing whatever for everybody's team. No, this is the NFC Championship game. We've seen them play 17 regular season games, plus uh, being in the wild card and playing last week. This is the third. This is the oh 20th football game they played this year. By now, you know that Cooper Cup is out here balling. And what does Cooper Cup do, Ashley? What does Cooper Cup do this past Sunday in the NFC Championship game? Oh, nothing much. Just, I don't know, get 11 catches, 142 yards, and two touchdowns. Ball out. 
you know what it's like? It, it's a phrase you might hear me say if you ever see me playing basketball. And there's a gentleman who may or may not be uh, lighter than both of us uh, around the three-point line. You know? <laughs> and it's clear that this man can shoot. It's a simple phrase. Guard the white guy. It's really simple. I don't know how this phrase hasn't gotten passed around the NFL, but when you're playing the Rams, it's real simple. Guard the white guy because he is going to eat you up if you allow him. Also, Odell balled out. He had him 113 yards of his own as well on Sunday. So, look, that's the guy. That's the guy right there. And if you're not going to guard him, go ahead and get the – you know what? Let me put it like this. Real quick game plan for the Bengals. If you don't want – your Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl champion shirts to get shirts to get sent to South America in a couple weeks. <laughs> well, okay. Guard Cooper Cup. Well, I don't know why I just laughed. I'm sorry. You just... you, but that's where they get sent. Yes. Yeah, right. Or maybe I'm not just gonna say South America, but third world countries that are yeah, that are in need NFL of clothing. Gear. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he do be. I mean, Cooper Cup though. He do be. Just, you know what I'm saying? Quick with it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Quick. Yeah. <laughs> He's you with the, with the double step, gone. But yes, I agree. Good Cooper Cup. Listen, the game plan. Watch out for Cooper Cup. But mm-hmm. then they have Odell Beckham. That's true. And Van Jefferson. And Van Jefferson. Yeah. And Mister Bionic Achilles coming out the backfield because I'm still not. Oh, Cam Akers. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how that works because. Yeah. I give you the ACL being a quicker recovery than ever because. That happens all the time and people come back from that. It used to be a torn Achilles when your career was over. Like, you're not coming back from that, probably. And this man tore his Achilles in July and is playing football in February. Um, yep. Shout out to you and your bionic Achilles. Yeah, you know, some of these, listen, some of these football players are inhumane, okay? Yes. Just, uh, the strength, the mm-hmm. size, yes. Uh, yeah. Offensively, the Rams have it. Yes. Defensively. The Rams have it. Mm-hmm. Now we talking about Joe Burrow getting sacked nine times the game before last. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Wait uh, a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me peek into the future, and let me. Let me envision uh, <laughs> the two people <laughs> on the ends of the Rams defense line. Oh. Uh, okay. I see number. I see a number ninety nine. Ninety nine. Is that is is that Aaron I, Donald? Ah. I, I'm seeing a ninety nine, mm. and for some reason I'm seeing a forty. Oh. A 40. Oh. I don't know what those numbers mean, but oh. they I, I'm, just, I'm seeing I'm seeing havoc rot on on did, on number nine. Did, did he just get there? Oh man. Oh, oh and, man. In, in, and in a secondary. Oh. Oh no. Oh no. number five. I mean oh. just like oh I'm just, it's, it's a I'm lot. I'm seeing a solid defense that's better than it's the one lot. they played two weeks ago. It's a lot. Oh, you no. mean to have you Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald Von and Von Miller, Miller coming at you. Hey, Jalen Ramsey. Oh my God! But yeah, the, just the Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Listen, he got. Yeah. Hey, Joe, Joe. Hey, I rock with you, Joe. You better be doing some footwork drills for the next week and a half, cause <laughs> you finna need them, good buddy. Uh, this is when you. We said it last year before the Super Bowl, and it was proven, uh, proven to be true. Offenses are great. But when it comes to the big game, it's about your defense. That's all I'm going to say. Now, if the Bengals' defense can do what they did against Kansas City, we might still have us a ball game. But, Joe, I want you to stay upright. That's all I need you to do. Just stay upright. Don't get hit nine times. Joe's lying. I need y'all to help him out. 
uh and also let's call a quick audible real quick let's switch let's switch the run sheet let's go ahead and talk about jeff garcia right now since we're talking about the 49ers uh look at you stacking that's what that is mervin stacking anyway um so we were speaking about jimmy garoppolo and his my god awful worst interception or one of the worst interceptions we've seen can't make that play kind of things happen right and so and i think i mentioned this last week before anybody who said anything stupid said anything stupid um to where it was mentioned and i it was mina Kimes who said it that jimmy g is the equivalent of that kid who gets an a on a project and don't do nothing he just shows up <laughs> and gets the grade right well she said that on a national tv on nfl live because she's on espn um, and so that happened last, I guess, Monday or Tuesday. Somebody sends it to Jeff Garcia. He sees it in comments and he says, and I quote, <clears throat> make sure my reading glasses on. Who the hell is Mina Kimes? And when, <laughs> it, and when is the last time she threw a touchdown pass in the game? Never, ever all caps and an exclamation part point just to make sure you know how serious he is. Has she taken a snap or can truly understand the ability, the mindset, the physical and mental toughness that it takes to play the QB position or any position in the NFL? The fact that there are people out there given a platform to talk about something that they have never done is hilarious. And that's how you have to look at her. She's a joke. Now, I see that. And I think about people I rock with in sports. You know, we've talked about L. Duncan. Jamel Hill. Uh, uh-huh. I look. I watch ESPN. Mina Kimes herself. I I love what she does. Uh, you know, there's plenty of people, and even you. You've never played football. You've never been in the NFL. Never will be. But you know, there are certain things that I value your opinion on, and even football being one of them. Obviously, the NBA. You know, other stuff. I value your opinion, and it's stuff you've never done, and you probably would might not ever do in your life. I am a baller, though. Yeah, that's fair. I'll give you that. That, And that's fair. You've you've played basketball at some level uh, up through high school. I played football through high school. Um, You played on the bench. Come on. I was a starter. Okay. Anyway. Look, I was a starter (laughs) through junior year on JV, but that's not not (laughs) fair. But, yes. Listen. Women. Women in sports. Okay? Yes. Women in sports. We listen. As soon as I saw it, I was just like, "Okay, this is sexist." Okay, and I thought about. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought about. Uh, I don't mean to bring you in here, Cam, because you know you know recovered from this. But I thought about. Remember when Cam Newton, the girl asked yeah. him about uh, personnel, or mm-hmm. maybe I don't know what she asked him about, but she asked routes. him about a specific play. Oh, it was routes. Okay, she was asking him about a specific route or something, and he was just like, "It's funny hearing a female talk about routes." Like routes, that that's one of the easiest things to figure out in football. Yeah. What do you mean it's a female? Like we, women know sports too. Mm-hmm. So when we saw what your man Jeff Garcia said, don't I know you know <laughs> I know you don't mean it, but don't say your man at all. <laughs> don't say that. We immediately we immediately equated it mm-hmm. to sexism. Like who the hell is Mina Combs? Like why would you right. start off like that? Why would in the you first start place? with that? Like you what? ain't who who. Have you like, come at everybody else who done talked about you like this? So, so thank you. you. know what, Ashley? It's like you People reading. get real. People get real hype people when get they real see hype somebody they're the stronger women. than. Right. And, they, and it's women. Like, come on. Because here's the you thing. Talk- mm. So, and, and I, I, 
dang, I wish I had thought about it to try to find the audio because I, I, they were talking about it. I don't remember if it was yesterday or the day when I was listening to the ticket. They were talking about it, but they were talking about that. And there was a radio station in San Francisco that gave him an opportunity to backtrack what he said. And he doubled down like the biggest about, double. Uh, Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Sorry. Okay. They gave him an update. They, they were having him on. This, and they and they told him before it wasn't like it was a surprise. They said, "Hey, we're going to talk about this before we talk about anything else with the with the 49ers because this was before the NFC Championship game. So this was before Jimmy G threw the game away. We're gonna talk about this, and he took that as a chance to double down. He got mad. He's defending himself like nobody was even talking about him. He's talking about he's won three division championships, three different divisions, came out to CFL, yada, yada, yada. He's talking about all this other stuff and then got the nerve to say he don't owe nobody an apology for his beliefs, which whatever you believe what you believe. But just because you believe it don't mean it ain't wrong and it ain't stupid and it ain't sexist and misogynist. Uh he said what he said. That's what he's going to do. Talking about uh, you're playing the victim through the media circus right before he hung up on the radio station. Like, you, And then he even said something about, like, I'm a giving person or something like that. If you have to say that. Yada, yada. If you have to say something like that, things have gone terribly wrong. If you have to say, it, it, it's it's in the right, same, same vein as when we talked about John Gruden. I don't have a racist bone in my body. If you have to say something like that, things have gone terribly wrong for you, sir, and you have put yourself in a terrible position. And it's so bad. So here's the thing I like. You know, we we have, I've said, the internet can be a great place, it can be a terrible place. Here's what's a great place. When there's somebody who says something stupid like this, you know who didn't have to say a word? Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes. Mina Kimes didn't have to say a word because her colleagues came to her defense Everybody else on the internet came to her defense so much so that Jeff Garcia had to delete his Instagram and his Twitter because people was coming after him. Before he deleted his Instagram, his Instagram went private. Oh, right, right. Then he had to but, delete it. But it was too many of men there at that time. Yeah. <laughs> too like, many got in and he had to delete. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's another one. If, if, if I had to delete my Instagram or my Twitter, something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. And and yeah. And even back to the original point, because you mentioned it, and and it was it's been mentioned by by the guys on I'm sorry ninety five seven the game in uh, San Francisco and other places. What about dudes? Because let's be clear. Let let's go to just to make it an even for people, right? Let's go to before uh, Skip Bayless left ESPN to go to Fox. Look at the two big shows. Or, you know what? Actually, no, because he was with uh, Skip. I'm sorry. Let me phrase it. Let's look at before Max and uh, Stephen A broke up. Okay. The two big shows. The one on Fox and the one on ESPN. First take in, what's theirs? The Undisputed? Undisputed. Uh-huh. Okay. So, you got Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless on Undisputed. And you got Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith on first take. Out of those four, I can think of... And you're the same. There's only one person who one played in the NFL. Uh-huh. Shannon Sharp. And you know which two shows probably Hall draw the most rate? Hall of Famer Shannon Fair, Sharp. Hey, I apologize, Mr. Sharp. Hall yeah, of Famer yeah, Shannon Sharp. Yeah, yeah. Put some respect on his name. Shannon Sharp is the only one who played football. Stephen A. never played football. Yep. Max yep. never played football. And Skip mm-hmm. never played football. 
Sure and if did. they did, it, it was Little League and nowhere near the NFL. But you know what people do every morning? They get up at 8, 830, 8.30 Central. Because, yeah, or 10 o'clock, whatever, whatever time the show come on, they're up and they're watching it. And they know exactly what they're talking about. And you know what they do? They listen to every word they say, no matter what they've done. Because they have the acumen to prove that they know what they're talking about. But why is, the, why is it a problem with her and not a problem with the dudes? Absolutely. I'll get, it, Mr. I'll get it, Mr. Jeff. Is it is it because she's right? I think oh. that's what it is. Is it oh. because she made of struck a nerve? Oh. Is it because she may have said something that hit a little bit too close to home and that shoe might fit a little too well for you, Mr. Jeff Garcia? Because oh. we I've seen some videos. I, I just want to say, we talking about smoke. Tara Owens. Uh hey. Once played for the 49ers, uh, if I'm not mistaken, one of the leading receivers for the 49ers, um, he said that you wasn't no Steve Young. You didn't say nothing to him. You didn't say nothing to him after he said that. Right. But now all of a sudden you got something to say about it. But now you got guys. something to say because me and the comp said, oh, Now okay. you being bad. The oh, fact that you, listen. Pick, on the, pick on the skinny girl. Uh-huh. Okay, that's cool. Listen, cool. she didn't have to. She didn't have to say nothing. She, she didn't say have nothing. to say a but word. But not listen, Mina. Listen, she don't even need other people to take up for. Her. What she has is her intelligence. Mm-hmm. She watched the game, so she made her. Now, okay, people have to realize this is entertainment. Mm-hmm. When we make, you know, when we have a opinion about something, we have to kind of sell it a little bit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So she don't dislike Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. She just talking about his play. You know what I'm saying? And she made it appealing to the viewers in the way in which she said funny. it. And it was and funny. And it was funny what she said. And it was true. You know, getting an A and you don't, you know, contribute to the project. Uh, right. But she didn't need anybody to speak up for her. What she needed was when there was about a minute left in the game. <laughs> and Jimmy <laughs> Garoppolo got pressured. Aaron Donald coming through with the sack. Uh-huh. And Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball up near his closest receiver and it got picked off that's what she had to back her up mm-hmm. she said i said it and it, it came true see Mervin, mm-hmm. this is why i'm so big on her, you know what did i say you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying because right. we're not about to sit here and act like your girl didn't tell you what was gonna happen many right. times like listen you done came at me i was just telling you what was, look it's the the play speaks for itself. This is a, what it does. This is what I said, and this is what backs it up. And she's she uh posted a gif. Uh, yeah, that's what, what I'm looking for, but my stu- it's not loading up quick enough. Dang. Are you talking Which about right after the pit? <laughs> yes. She posted a gif, basically like yeah, like I said, <laughs> like I said. But this man, Jeff Garcia, bro. Hilarious. He Oh, hilarious. it was the conceited Jeff. That's what it was. <laughs> she she just posted the conceited like, really? one right yeah. after the pick. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. that one is like, mm. Yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. I'm like, mm. I try. Look, I try to tell you, boss. I try to tell you, boss. But you wanted to get mad. And get uh, all sexist on me. I tried to tell you. Uh, oh, man. I'm dead. This but thing sh- got 44,000 likes on it. She knew what? Hey. Dead. 
and and again, let me be clear. And you know me, I'm the ESPN watcher of us. You're more of a Fox Sports person, because uh, you like uh, Shannon Sharp, which is fair. Uh, but again, sorry, what she has to say, I listen to because she always knows what she's talking about, and she's funny. She's I mean, great at what she does. And let's think about coaches who've who've played as well. I mean, you have coaches who haven't played or just, you know, smart. Intelligence. All you need is intelligence. The last time I checked, homegirl went to Ivy League. She went to Yale. Mm -hmm. Like, just study the game. That's all you need, to study the Mm -hmm. game. Okay? So I'm going to have you to play. play, Boy. Boy. Somebody posted posted one video, uh, and it was – I don't remember what game it was – but the caption was, Mina Combs can make this couch drunk on her couch, too. And he, it was like a fourth and one or something. And Jeff Garcia just put one in the dirt. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, your receiver's wide open. You just missed him. Like, you, you, yeah, you weren't even uh, all that on the field, bro. Yeah. This is the most clout he's had since ever, you mm-hmm. know, even as a starting NFL quarterback. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. You for especially for somebody like Mina Kimes, who's very social media savvy. I'm surprised mm. she didn't go off. I'm surprised she didn't go in on. Her. I would have trolled this man because uh-huh. Mina Kimes is the type who can troll you on social media. Oh yeah. The fact that she literally just had to watch the game and send out one tweet to show that she was right. Mm-hmm. That is hilarious. Yep. Also, Mina, if you ever want to hop on the show, you're more than welcome to. Um, but yeah, that's all I got right now. Oh, we we actually somewhat on a on a good time right now. Look at okay, that. Okay, can we since we move that up? Can we take the break now? Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. That's that. Great. Yes. Genius. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the second half of the More Right Than Wrong podcast. This is Mervin Wright Jr., and you're listening to the More Right Than Wrong podcast. Well, what's up, good folks? How's it going? How you doing? How you living out there in the mean streets of? Houston, Longview, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, wherever you at. I just want to know how you live. Um, I live in Tyler. Oh, I'm sorry. I live in I could Tyler. get a shout out? I'm sorry. I forgot. Honestly, I, I forgot. Uh, you were who I was talking to when I said Longview. Um, this is the second half of episode 53 of the More Right Than Wrong podcast. Um, in the back half of the show, uh, we have to do a little switching around. Um, I will have my minute talking about the five greatest football games I've ever seen. We'll talk about Bye Bye Brady. Um, and we'll talk about the Brian Flores lawsuit. And we will kick off this amazing, wonderful, spectacular month that we call Black History Month. Which, of course, just has to be the shortest month of the year. But we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to be nice. And we're going to just talk about it. Um, Ashley, real quick, I need you to... Uh, I got a question for you. Well, no. I know, I know. Um, I don't know if I ever told you, but I was looking to get it. Okay, um, <laughs> I was looking to get an electric shaver for this amazing dome of mine. A Did dome ever, is what it is. You ever seen the Carrier Dome? That's what yes, I have. Like. Okay, stop real quick. When I saw the Carrier Dome in person, I was pissed because i was not oh because you came yeah yeah so went up to ashley with ashley to syracuse and walking around the campus we're walking up on the carrier dome and it's like i just see a concrete building i look up it's like okay what kind of weird warehouse do they have in the middle of their campus 
and it's like, oh, yeah. that's the carrier dome. Oh, mm-hmm. look inside. Oh, look at that. There's a football. Well, it was set up for like basketball practice or whatever. Look at that. This is the carrier dome. This place looks terrible. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. not what it's hyped up to be. Fair enough. But no, my head does not look like the carrier dome. That I, I resent that. Oh, but yes. Um, it's this electric shaver I got. Five uh, and I, it came in this weekend. And it works wonders. Gets me done in about a minute or two. You know, I ain't got to wear it. Does it tickle? Uh, no, it does not. Uh, but it shaves wet <laughs> or dry. Uh, I'm not gonna name them because I'm not giving you free advertising right now. But if you know who I'm talking about and you want to adver- uh, sponsor us, by all means. Uh, How would they know who you're talking about? Or they could just be some random one, be like, "Hey, you heard you're talking about shaving." Well, I just spent money on this one, so I'm gonna use this one for a while. Skull shaver. <clears throat> um, wow. But yeah, that I, I love it. We ain't ever gonna get no money on this show, y'all. Like, well, do it for free. Nah, we're gonna get some money eventually. I don't know how, but we're gonna do something. Nah, they're just gonna send us products. <laughs> that is not no no free product is not money. I need monies. I'm with and you on product. that. And the product. <laughs> let's let's go ahead. If you're gonna give me product to review and money, by all means, let's do it. Burger salad is bussing. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. Um, I'm over here scraping the plate and my salad gone. Dang, girl. You must have been hungry. You know, I'm eating healthier now. And once you start eating healthier, you start eating yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Got to get that metabolism up. Plus I, I eating was eating green beans when you first started. Dang. Look at you. Look at you. You almost make me want to go to the gym tomorrow morning. I'm dead. I'm not going to the gym tomorrow morning. We knew. <laughs> we knew. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get this started. So, um, this is Merge Minute. Um, we were talking, we, me and Ashley were having a discussion last week. We were talking about the Chiefs Bills divisional round game, and we were debating whether or not it's the best game we've ever seen. So, we said, okay, fine, let's make this week's Merge Minute my five greatest games that I've ever seen. Uh, Ashley, I'm sorry to interrupt your, your meal, but I do have a question. <laughs> What's up? This is gonna drastically impact my listing. You're gonna know, and you know why. Because I said it last week. Am I allowed to include college football games in this list, or is it strictly NFL? No, go ahead. Whatever you want to, as long as it's a game. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So it could be like the last time you started in a football game, like literally. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um. So with that being said, and this is in no particular order, but here's a couple honorable mentions that didn't make the top five. Uh, Super Bowl 36. First game, I rem- first Super Bowl I remember sitting down and watching um, with my dad. It's the one I talked about last year. Tom Brady made me cry. It was his first Super Bowl. I wanted the Rams to win, yada, yada, yada. We'll revisit that trauma probably again next week. Uh, another Super Bowl, Super Bowl 34, um, the Kevin Dyson game where the Rams played the Titans. Uh, the Rams won because the Titans came up a yard short, Steve McNair to Kevin Dyson, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Super Bowl 42. Patriots are coming in undefeated. Giants were, I believe, a sixth seed that year. 
Giants won. David Tyree helmet catch. You know the whole deal. Um, let's see. Yep. Actually, that works out perfect. Uh, also, 2014 NFC Championship. A game the Cowboys are supposed to be in, by the way. Um, Packers, Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks, Packers are up. See, uh, Seahawks made an amazing comeback, uh, which included a fake, uh, fake field goal kick, yada, 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 missed, uh, what's some things called, onside kicks, the whole shebanga bang, everything you could think of in a collapse happened that day, bam, boom, Seahawks go to Super Bowl 45, I'm sorry, um, 44, yes, 44, sorry, um, so number five on my list is funny because I was just picking, thinking about games and I wrote them down and it ended up like this. So number five, the 2018 AFC championship game between the Patriots and the Chiefs. Back and forth game, all game, goes into overtime. Patriots end up getting the ball first and marching it down the field. Patrick Mahomes doesn't see the uh doesn't see the ball in that overtime. Another game featuring Patrick Mahomes. Rams Chiefs 2018. That was a game that took forever and a day because that was the first game ever that two teams both scored 50 points, which also means somebody scored 50 and lost. That was the first time that had ever happened in the NFL. Um, ended up being 54 uh, 51. I was hoping we get a rematch uh, of that thriller this year. Obviously, Jared Goff isn't still there. I was hoping we get a rematch of the Super Bowl, but that's not what we got. Shout out to Mr. Claps. I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> number three, wow. Super Bowl 44 might be one of the best games. Well, it's one of the best games to me. Might be one of the best Super Bowls. If I was to sit down and make a list of the best 56 of the, the rank 55 through one, Super Bowl 44 would be up there. This was the game where the Seahawks played the Patriots, mm-hmm. and they did not. And the and it was 28-27. And Marshawn Lynch didn't get the ball at the one-yard line. And the Malcolm Butler Malcolm Butler interception, which in real time I thought was pass interference at first, and then I saw it again. I was like, it's kind of a bang-bang play. I see why they didn't call it. I'm glad they didn't because I ended up winning a bunch of stuff off of that game. But it wasn't gambling. It was the dorm had like a Super Bowl party, and whoever got the uh, closest to the correct score you know, one and I guess 28, 24, it was 27, 24. So bing, bang, boop, bop, go murder. Um, number two, Chiefs and Bills 2021 division round last weekend. Straight game. It was defensive, number two. Defensive, defensive in the first half. Number two. A lot two. of offense in the second half. Uh, okay. It was a great game. I'm interested for your number one. I, you don't have to be. You and know there what? better not be no highlights. Huh? It's it not, better not be look, no game with no highlights. It's not. Well, it had highlights. Obviously, it wouldn't be number one. You know what I mean? No highlights. I know. You know what I mean? That, that's why, and that's why a part of a part of the stipulations for this was games that I've seen personally. Okay. Um, or at the very least, was something that happened while I'm while I'm in my sports consciousness, which means I probably would have seen it personally, especially because these are big games. Because I pretty much, you know me, I yeah, like yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to it. Significance matters. But yeah, 2021 <laughs> Divisional. Great game. By, look, I completely understand if anybody wants to say this credit NFL game ever. I completely understand. But there's one game 
that trumps them all for a few reasons. One, there was a championship involved. Two, it's pretty personal to me. And that is January 4th, 2006, in Pasadena, California, in the Rose Bowl. The University of Texas Longhorns went out there and beat the University of Southern California Trojans and Mr. Matt Leiner and Pete Carroll and Reggie Bush and Vince Young came out and lit them boys up. 41-38, hook them, hook them, hook them. There are pictures from, there's a picture from that game mm-hmm. that whenever I get hit the lottery and buy my house and buy, build my dream house and build my man cave, there will be a picture of Vince Young running into the end zone to, to seal the game in my house. Plain and mm-hmm. simple. And it's not just because that. That was that. What? I don't mean to sound like a hater. This is but what you, the, people say before they are a hater. <laughs> but that's the last we saw Vince Young. No, he, he played in the league for a little bit. Yes, he did, Mervin. You know what I mean. And then he went missing. And you, you know what I mean. They found him at his homeboy house eating pizza. Okay, that, I ain't talking about all that. I mean... Yeah, I know. Athletically, talented. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. You know but what? Yeah, I, I fools, maybe if I the, fools with. I, I, yeah, Vince maybe Young. Maybe if the Texans would have drafted him, things might have been different. Vince Young, greatest Longhorn of all time. You agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think because there's other games, but I mean, I, I I give you that one. I give you that one. Well, I'm saying there's other games that could have made the list, but again, they were before well, I was even alive. So. When I say I give you that one, I give you that one for putting that one above the Chiefs' bills. Because you had no personal stake in it. So I get you. And that I was did have a person. Good. The Chiefs' bills. Oh, 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 yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have money on it, but maybe you did <laughs> $10, Mervin. 15 Thank you. $10. Uh, LaDana sent me a link the other day, a video, not a link, um, of the Steelers uh, Lions Thanksgiving game from back in 1998 mm-hmm. when uh, the game went to overtime. And remember the back of the day overtime rules about the field goal? Oh, yeah. And uh, Jerome Bettis called head tails. Oh, yeah. And the referee was like, heads. He was like, I said tails. And the announcer was like, he said tails. They didn't see me that the other day. I was like, bro, <laughs> yeah. the 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 things you gotta go th- like the things they have to go through. There was some really trash rules back yeah. then. You know and what I'm saying? That's why. They, and, and and you know what? That's why they tell you to call it before they flip it. <laughs> yeah. So you can say it. We're gonna make sure the other team heard what we said. The whole stadium is gonna know that you said tails before I flip this coin. We're not gonna play that no more. Yeah. But yeah. Also, just a quick reminder, it would be nice if they could change the overtime rules when the competition committee meets this year. But, uh, yeah, we're not, we, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole again. Do you have any other games that you – that you? because obviously we know what, what we're going to say is the top NFL. But any other games that – it could be something I said. It's all good. Any other games that I think are the greatest games of all time? Yeah, or at least belong in like a top five list. Um, let me see. Um, when LeBron played the Celtics in the Eastern Conference and scored 45 points in okay. by the third quarter. That's fair. Uh, We're talking about football, but okay. Oh, football. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're talking about greatest of all time. When I told you, I already told you that Chiefs-Bills game was the greatest yeah, game I've ever seen. and I give you that. I, I give you that. I, I can um, understand why. But greatest of all time. Uh, I the Seahawks game. I have that up there too. I was in Houston at my uh, 
Aunt Rona's house. Cousin Rona, Aunt Rona. I call her Aunt Rona, but she really my cousin. Mm-hmm. We watched that game there. Uh, I made some turkey rotel. Didn't tell nobody that it was ground turkey, and nobody knew. Okay. Just want to let you know. Black people just, you know, be choosing to hate unhealthy, hate healthy stuff. That's what it is. Yes, you're right. Anyways, uh, let me think. So I'm looking at a list because this is what I kind of used to help me a little bit. I want to find something personal. And pro football reference, um, I, this would have to been a couple years ago. And, uh, you know, around the time of, you know, NFL 100 a couple years ago, they put out the, the top 100 games of all time. And the number one game on their list is the 1958 NFL Championship, which obviously neither one of us has seen unless you're going back in the archives. Um, which one said again? The 1958 NFL Championship between Baltimore and the, <laughs> uh, the Giants. I know. Um, but right next, right after that, there's another game that if if I was allowed to put a game in there that I hadn't seen before was was before I was alive, the 1981 NFC Championship between the uh, the Cowboys and the 49ers would be on the list. That was the Dwight Clark catch in the back of the end zone. Mm. Uh, the catch. Wasn't it the 40th anniversary a couple weeks ago? Uh, yeah, because that was in January. Yeah. Um, a couple other honorable, like notable ones that they put on here. Uh, 28 to 3 is on this list, which I can understand. Uh, I, c- I can't put that on my list because uh, I left. I, w- I was watching with Michelle, and then I saw the yes, score, yes, and I, I know, was like, well. I know. I know why yeah. you left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, they put Buffalo and Houston from 90, 1992 wild card. That was that was Buffalo having a 35 to th- no, I'm sorry. Houston had a 35 to 3 lead and blew that. Um Philly specials on here, the Tuck Rule game. Um Let's see. Yeah, there's a lot of games on here where you're like, "Oh, Music City Miracle, that's a good one." Yeah, it's a lot of games on here where it's like, "Wow." Those are some really good football games. I might want to go back and watch those. I think I saw something on um, NFL Network, best games mm-hmm. in NFL history. I think they're having um, like top five. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing a show on it. Ooh, I suppose number three on this list. Look at that. That was the second NFC championship between, I think it was still called, yeah, it was still called the NFL championship, but it's essentially the NFC championship. Uh, between the Packers and the uh, the, pack, uh, the Cowboys. Well, yeah. That's all I got. See? Told you it'd be quick. Told you it wouldn't be that much. What are we talking about? Brady? Yes. Bye-bye, Brady, as you wrote it. Okay. Uh, so, we just almost got it run uh well pulled along for a, a two-week ride and i'm glad we didn't um <laughs> because tom i'm sorry thomas edward patrick brady uh has officially announced his retirement after adam Schefter announced patrick uh tom brady's retirement last week <laughs> and then tom brady was like i said well i'm sorry the bug gm said he ain't told us nothing uh and then he said on his own podcast literally yesterday Still kind of thinking about it. But then it became, okay, yeah, I'm actually retired. Um, he retired yeah. in like, a, it was a 10-minute, I'm sorry, not 10-minute, 
for like a 10 page post on his Instagram. Uh, he thanks some people. That 10 he page. said, <laughs> uh, listen, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, nine. Yeah, he used nine slides. Um, I'm dead. The first part of it just says this I've always believed the sport of football is an all in proposition. If a 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed. And success is what I love so much about our game. There's a physical, mental, and emotional challenge every single day that has allowed me to maximize my highest potential. And I've tried my very best these past 22 years. There are no shortcuts to success on the field or in life. This is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I'm not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I've loved my NFL career, and now it's time to focus my time and energy on other things that require my attention. Um, which after that, he then continued to go on and thank a lot of people in the Bucks organization. Uh, it's kind of funny. Didn't really um uh, <laughs> thank Mr. Kraft. Didn't really thank uh <laughs> Mr. Belichick. Now, granted, he kind of said his goodbyes when he left New England to go to uh Tampa Bay, but it was kind of weird. No, but. No, I know it's not the same. For you to be retiring, I'm about to say if you're retiring, you need to thank everybody in your career. Yeah, it was shady. I mean, it was shady. Did it he me to really? What, did what he really, really leave on the best of best terms? But I want to know what really happened behind closed doors. I mean, look, I don't know. I don't know, because last year it was Brady versus Belichick, who's. Who, who really ran the show. And it was clearly Brady because Brady won the Super Bowl and Belichick <laughs> had a high draft pick. Um, I mean, Belichick also, I mean, had a very good team this year with the rookie quarterback. He did. So He did. You know. Yeah. But the Cam Newton show wasn't getting it done last year. Um, <laughs> much to the delight or chagrin of Michelle, I don't ever really know. Um <laughs> But, yeah, Tom Brady has finally hung it up after 22 seasons, uh, making seven-year-old Mervyn cry as he watched the uh, his Patriots win the first Super Bowl. People, you know what's wild? It's something that I didn't know until maybe a couple months ago. So, you know, what? so Tom Brady got drafted in 2000, didn't, didn't start again, didn't really start until 2001 because Drew Bledsoe was the starting quarterback for the Patriots. He gets hurt. Brady comes in. Obviously, the rest is history. But I didn't know that that hit that Drew Bledsoe took, like, legit almost took him out. For real, for real. Like, he had, like, actual internal bleeding. (laughs) That's why he couldn't come back for so long. How long was he in the hospital? That, you know, that I don't know. But people just, like, we kind of just look at it like, okay, Bledsoe got hurt. Brady came in. It was like, no, Bledsoe was, wow. like, legit in medical trouble, like, serious and trouble then, here. And then came back, warrior. Yeah. yeah, and then got his job, took by Tony Romo, but <laughs> he did. Still. He did. It happened still to catch, Still cash them checks. So, hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he, obviously, he's the GOAT. There's no question about it. Anybody who had any doubts, those doubts were all eliminated if it wasn't when he came back from 28-3, it was when he won uh, number six and was tied with every NFL franchise for Super Bowl wins. Oh, and then if that wasn't enough, then he goes uh, to a whole other team, whole other system, and then wins another one. 
his first and then year. runs it back in his first year and then runs it back. And if it wasn't for an injury and a hot head receiver, he might be in the Super Bowl again. Um, and I've heard it said, and I would like to get your uh, opinion on it. And I, because I agree with it. I've heard people say Tom Brady has essentially had two or three Hall of Fame careers. And I tend to agree with that. You take the first step, the first stretch with the first dynasty, maybe run that till about 2012, at least past 2012 when they lost the one against the Giants. And then you take the uh, this next dynasty where he went Super Bowl 50, sorry, 49. That's the number I meant. I, when I was talking about the other Super Bowl, I meant 49, not 44. If I said 44, I'm sorry. Uh, with with the Patriots and the uh, Seahawks. He wants 49. You did. It threw me off for a minute. I was like, My I know bad. what you're talking about. 49, yeah. He wants 49. He wants 51 in the comeback. And then he wants 53. And then he wants 55 in uh, Tampa Bay. It, it, and it, it, you know what's even wilder about that? And granted, the league has changed in the past 22 years. His numbers at past, after 40 years old top the numbers he had in his 20s. Like he was that much he progressed that much and was that much better in did his 40s. Did he progress that much or did the game progress no, that much? No, and again much? the and game did progress. The game. It, yeah. it was a little bit of both. But I mean even in the early days I, I think Tom he, Brady was before his time so that, you know, he was doing well you know, in his early days, obviously uh-huh. still winning. But once the game caught up with him, listen. Once he started getting these athletes that they got now, oh listen. boy, it's lights out, son. It's lights out. We finna go. Hey, we finna not saying out. that the older athletes weren't right like that, but, but you know, the game yeah. is getting safer nowadays. It's kind of like the NBA. Like the game yeah. is getting safer, so with- it's. Receivers I'm not saying it's can, easier. Receivers but. can run run free essentially, right? You can't as be as opposed to back in the 2000s before they put in the new rules. You could jam a receiver all the way downfield and right. probably not get called for it. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot different. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he there was no stopping Tom Brady after a while, and it, it, you know, he was he was the original. You left too much time on the, on the clock. Oh, this for man sure. is about to go down and rip your heart out. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, but, you know, this whole thing to me, messy. Messy. <laughs> messy. Like, Why? I told you, remember last week I was telling you, I said, Tom Brady ain't dumb because this, this last little season was just too messy. He's had a story career. You know what I'm saying? You got to go out, you know, on top, basically. Mm-hmm. Not on top as in winning a Super Bowl, but just on top. You know, had a good season, which he still – Individually, he still had a great right, season. Right, he did. Uh, he put up 300 yards this season, so he's yes, fine. Yes. Um, but I thought it was too messy. And then Adam Schefter put out the tweet mm-hmm. that Tom Brady retired. And then they said he wouldn't retire. Tom Brady was really mad because Adam Schefter put it out before he could make his right, announcement. that's what it was. what really it was. But then, like, Tom Brady, like, I'm taking it day by day. I don't worry about my family. A lot of people he depend knew. on me. Too messy. This was too much going on. I said, okay. Okay. See, I could have taken just hearing it from Adam Schefter and going on about my business. Okay. Right. But you know Tom Brady got to put his But then you start there. teasing people. But then he started teasing people, his fans. Teasing his fan base. Like, eh, I ain't, mm, mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about it. Like, come on, he sir. Knew. 
Like he knew. Cause he Because one of his biggest things was his family. And it was like, and look, anybody who's big and bad and bold as a man, you know, we can we can talk all the game we want to. But when the woman comes around, it's like, hey, buddy, it's about that time. I need you to come come do this. It's time to go do whatever your wife's telling you to do. Uh, and again, he had, <laughs> look, she was one of the you biggest. You sound like reasons. such an old man. Look, I know what's up. <laughs> But he said it like his family was a big part of it, and even when it yeah, was the like the breadwinner said, "Come home, Giselle." <laughs> the breadwinner. But said, even Come when home. it was just like kind of speculation, he was saying like he's talking about his family, and his wife was saying like, "Look, as a forty-four-year-old, every time he got hit, she was like, she was kind of creep, like not freaking out, but like she didn't like seeing him get hit all the time. So for him to come back at forty-five and have to do all that, plus he's not like." Most most athletes. I don't remember everything I heard the TB12 diet is, but let me put it like this. I look at it one time and say, I'm not doing this. Because it was like no caffeine, no sugar, like no fruits, uh, like mushrooms, certain stuff. It's like a high on acid diet, whatever. Um, Sound like the Angela Bassett diet. I don't know, but it sounds like something I ain't going to do. But he takes care of his body like that. Like, he doesn't have cheat days. As a matter of fact, it was so... He's so stringent about it. He talked about, like, having a waffle with his kid and being like, man, this is great. Because he never does that. Because he's making sure he's taking care of his body. I just want to say, this proves that science is legit. Chad Ochocinco. (laughs) This man, they talk about LeBron James and how LeBron James has lasted in the league so long. And then they talk about how LeBron James invests millions of dollars in his body per year, mm-hmm. is on stringent diets when he's playing, et cetera, et cetera. Tom Brady, same thing. You got two of the oldest people, you know, in the history of their sports. Tom Brady, the actual oldest in the history of the NFL, uh, but two of the oldest people in the history of their sports playing at a high level. Mm-hmm. And they both have put forth, you know, the effort and attention into their bodies. Come on, Ocho Cinco. Hey, Are you still Ocho playing? Cinco- Hey, if Ocho Cinco want to eat egg McMuffins for breakfast, a quarter pounder for lunch. This man said he go to McDonald's every day. Let that man do what he want to do. Not everybody, but see, see. Ocho Cinco somebody gonna follow. Some, he, he does. Somebody gonna follow though. that advice and be on my six hundred pound life. Mm-hmm. That McDonald's just start showing up on your hips, get your little hip dips. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Uh-uh. Anyways, uh, yes, Tom Brady, you know, I didn't want to see it. And uh, football, I know, all I know is Tom, football right. with Tom Brady in it. Same. Like, all I know. You know, but, uh, you know, it's time yeah. to step aside for the new kids, new generation. Mm-hmm. We recognize you here as the greatest of all time because that is what you are. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? 44. Yeah. I guess it was time and, sometime. It's just it, watching somebody play at a high level to me and then seeing them choose mm-hmm. to move on to another chapter right. is just harder than watching somebody just collapse and be like, okay, it's time for you to give it up. You See, know, I don't, I don't we can know. keep watching it. I don't know. I, because when you say that, first, 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 first person that comes to mind is obviously Peyton Manning, who is great in his time. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the greatest to ever do it. Obviously, a hall, already a Hall of Famer. I'm pretty sure he went in first ballot. Um, 
no question about it, right? But like when he got to Denver, he was alright for a little bit. But once he hit once he hit that wall and his arm became nothing, his arm was nothing and he couldn't do anything. It was a little tough to watch that. Like at the very least, you can say time went out on top before it got tough for anybody to watch, himself included. Hey, at least he got him a double up, you know what I'm saying, with the Broncos, you know what I'm saying, before mm-hmm. he left. But we all remember Indianapolis, Peyton Manning. In, hey, Indy Peyton, when Peyton, when Peyton Manning and Tom Brady played, <laughs> that was Bruh. that was must-see television every single time. Like, remember it was so good, they Peyton, were putting numbers Eli, on it. Remember back when Peyton, Eli, and Tom Brady were all in the same league playing at a high level? Yeah. It was great. It was great. It this, was great. As a matter of my fact. My family's from Indianapolis, so mm-hmm. love some Peyton Manning. Love. It's, 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 it's funny. It's funny you mention them. Because if it's not for <laughs> Eli Manning and Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, might, Tom Brady probably has 10 Super Bowls. True. True. Because 42 and 46, he lost to Eli. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there was at least, there was I know of one year in for sure 2006 where the Colts beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship and the Colts won that Super Bowl. He has seven. That's that's ten. If you had those three, yeah, that I don't. Eli came out to some Brady split some Super Bowls with you. I said, now why you got to flex? And you have yo, to. Uh, you have to. You have <laughs> to. Flex in your speech. You have to. to, to look, 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 look. Show I'll us the, little people listening. Like, must look, be nice. I beat. I beat the goat, <laughs> not once but twice in the biggest game out there. I'm gonna flex that till I can't no more. Yeah, you're right. Because let's be right. real. We, us it, Eli like, Manning. Be nice, fam. Eli Manning. He played at a high level, <laughs> and when he lost it, he lost it. Now, granted. There's a lot of problems within the Giants organization <laughs> that we're probably going to get to in a second. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of problems there that, that need to be addressed as well. But when Eli lost it, he lost it. But he can always say, see that guy over there that's on everybody's Mount Rushmore? A football player of athletes, period? Yeah. Ask him why he has seven instead of nine. Ask him. Just ask him. It's all good. I'll wait for your answer. That's right, buddy. It was me. Imagine having three sons and two of them won Super Bowls. Yeah. And the other son was supposed to be better at uh, the best out of all of them. He just got hurt. Have you seen the Caesars commercial with the three of them? Mm-mm. It is a Caesars betting commercial with, um, uh, oh, what's uh, JB Smooth. Mm-hmm. And it's Eli and Peyton. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is called the other one or something like that. And he in the back acting um, like the other one. Bro, he, Larry, us. So what it got, what it got him acting like? <laughs> Side note, his kid is a baller. <gasps> Arch Manning is a baller. Uh, but yeah, Tom Brady retires uh, with some, my God, like I'm just looking at his numbers right now. Seven, go on, list his stats. Seven thousand. Okay, let me phrase it. Let me see. Game started three hundred sixteen out of three hundred eighteen. He played wide. Oh, that's why. 
because he played one game in 2000 that he didn't start, and he played. He didn't start the game that Bledsoe got hurt, and then he started literally every game he played in after that. Um, not granted, there were some suspensions and stuff in there, and there was the one injury in 2008, but he started all those games. Every game he played, he started. Uh, 318 games, 316 starts. Um, 243 and 73 record. Like, hold on. Let me see. 243 plus 73. Okay, so 320 games. Yeah, he had a 76 winning percentage. Uh, 7,263 completions uh, for 84,520 yards. 624 passing touchdowns. Uh, oh, wait, by the way, that's just regular season. Uh, let's see, do I have his playoff anywhere? Oh, let's see. Playoffs. Because why not look at the playoff numbers? Uh, 35 and 12 in the playoffs. Uh, obviously, the 12 means he lost, but most of those Super Bowl championships. Uh, 1,165 receptions, 13,049 yards, 86 touchdowns in the playoffs. 14 game-winning drives. Mm. I ain't going to lie to you, Mervin. You lost me in all the numbers. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I mean, just looking at the numbers, I'm like, my God, this man was balling. And that's not news by any means, but yeah, he was just, he was that guy. And like you, like you said, Ashley, a lot of my, most of, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. All of my sports, especially football consciousness has evolved Tom Brady in some form or fashion. And it hurts because it, that part of me is leaving. But I, just like the Colts Twitter account and just like the Jets Twitter account, are a little happy that we don't have to see Tom Brady wreaking havoc no more. Um, yeah, the the uh, Colts tweeted a video from SpongeBob. Uh, I think it was from the episode. It was an early episode because I remember it. Like SpongeBob's house got messed up or like got eaten by nematodes or whatever. And Squidward's like out there with SpongeBob and Patrick is like, oh, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. And then it goes up and starts actually having a full-on celebration because uh, SpongeBob has to leave and SpongeBob obviously being Tom Brady. Uh, and then the Jets with the classic line, just please let this be real because they're probably not trying to get pump fake no more about Tom Brady retiring because they're probably tired of seeing him just like the rest of the league. But shouts out to you, Mr. Brady. Have fun in retirement. Please don't come back to football. Um, because I'm tired of you costing my team a football game. Yeah. Okay. There it is. All right. Happy retirement. Okay, so uh, next we're going to talk about um, some, some stuff that just took place today. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we mentioned <laughs> we mentioned Brian Flores a couple weeks ago and uh-huh. how uh, the Dolphins fired him after going eight and seven, eight and one. Oh yeah, eight and one the last, or is it seven and one? Uh, they started off eight one and one and the seven. last nine weeks. Yeah, they started off one and seven, the and then won seven straight. Yeah. Two straight winning seasons. Mm-hmm. 
tank for Tua. Listen, Brian Flores got fired. And Ooh, they glad, you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned that. Okay, continue. Yes, we're going to bring that up. Brian Flores got fired. And they said it was some behind the scenes issues. And, and we all like. I was Go about ahead. to say, thank you. I was about to say, and literally everybody around the league <laughs> and around the sports world was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay, sure, but continue, Ashley. Continue. So they're talking about behind the scenes issues. We're like, um, okay. Literally shocked everybody. everybody. Brian, Brian, Brian Flores got fired before the Giants decided they wanted to keep their coach to the curb. I mean, he doing anyways. He running, so then he, he running quarterback sneaks from the four-yard line. <laughs> so he gets fired. Okay. We're like, okay. Then the Texans fire David Cully. We're like, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now there's only one black head coach in the NFL, and that's Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin. Yep. Who has had a winning season every season in which he's been a coach. Crazy. Ridiculous. Uh, but, you know, I mentioned it when he got fired. You know what I'm saying? I mentioned the lack of black head coaches. I mentioned how it's crazy how, you know, the you gave me, you gave the terminology. I don't like the terminology, but it makes, you know, it, it's the best analogy that most people use. The leash is shorter when oh, yeah, yeah. it's a black head coach. Yeah. You know, we mentioned it. But I didn't think... Your man, Brian Flores, going to come out and do this. This man. Neither did I, but I'm glad he did. This man came out today and launched a class action lawsuit against the NFL, the Dolphins, the Broncos, and the Giants. Mm -hmm. Saying that their hiring practices are racist, basically. Now, Mervyn, did you see this coming? I did not. When I saw it. And I sent it to you. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Now, last week, I wanted to talk about the Texans and why I can't stand the Texans still to this day. Because they just keep doing stuff. And mm-hmm. the firing of David Cully was, was another reason. I feel like I tried to mention it at the beginning. And I was just like, by the way, I'm going to get to But I never got back to it. Mm-hmm. As we all know, I was a Texans fan. And uh, we have parted ways. And according to me, until she declares another team, she still is. Uh, we have parted ways. But the Texans continue to do things in which I just don't, I, I don't fool with. Yeah. You hired David Cully, black head you. coach. Yeah. You hired the black head coach. Deshaun Watson was like, I want a black head coach. You hire a mm-hmm. black head coach. Okay. You go through all this behind the scenes stuff with Deshaun Watson and everything else that's going on within the organization. And this man still wins four games without Deshaun Watson. Right. Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. He playing with Davis Mills and Davis still wins Mills. four four games in which the season before with Deshaun Watson, the Texans won four games. Yeah. Now, so in I'll... his first season, he wins the same amount of games that y'all win with a stud of a quarterback. Now, I don't know about you. I, I never thought I'd ha- be in a position to call four game a four game season an overachievement, but f- this four wins was a vast overachievement. Why is it? Are you okay, Mervin? Hold on, y'all. Once right, again, we're, we're back. We're back once again. Mervin's on headphones. We're back again. Mervin's headphones. But anyways, like for I you said, to win the same amount of games with yes. your superstar, with, with 
you the same amount of games without your superstar quarterback who's on like uh, still on the team. Then your backup, who's your starting quarterback, and then you playing with Davis Mills, who ain't starting on any other team, and you still win four games and you get fired. Mm-hmm. After one season? One season. Who getting fired it's, after one season other than black coaches? I was about to say. Now, there's been obviously white there's coaches who've been one. fired after. Well, there's, I was going to say because there's another black coach who got named in this too, but we'll get to that in a minute. But come on. To me, it sounded like Deshaun Watson was like, I want a black coach. Then y'all found a black coach. Then y'all was like, well, we ain't got Deshaun Watson no more. So, you know, mm-hmm. don't need him. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, and pause. And to go a step further, one of their coaching, the Texans, uh, mm-hmm. one of their head coaching uh, prospects is Josh McCown, you know, from East Texas. Okay. Oh, true. Really? You know, played a. Yes, he's from. Uh, is it from? Is he from Jacksonville or? He's from East Texas. Maybe, or does his son go to Jacksonville? His son goes somewhere here. Is his son at Rusk? Wait, well, no, he's from East Texas. So, Josh McCown, obviously NFL quarterback. Uh, this man has no experience at head coach. This man ain't got no coordinator experience, and he a leading prospect when it comes to Houston Texas head coach job. But you just had David Cully as your head coach, and he won four games in his first season without a quarterback. I said, see, this yeah. what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Disrespect. This Disrespect. Hey, let me not. Okay, um, I was about to say, because you, you have gone on Texans rant, and I'm, I was just going to let you keep going. Yes, let me calm down. Uh, you can take over. Let me calm down. Okay, so. I just think, I don't understand. You good? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so Brian Flores, a uh, former head coach of the Miami Dolphins, uh, levied this lawsuit against the NFL, and like she, like Ashley said, uh, three clubs in particular: the Broncos, uh, the Dolphins, and the Giants, uh, because they're hiring practices. Um, and he proceeded to list why he did not just come out and say, "Oh, they're being racist." This man had receipts on receipts, receipts bruh. on receipts. And before we get into it, this is how you know the NFL know they in some hot water. Because <laughs> they put out a statement that says the NFL and our clubs are deeply committed to ensuring equitable employment practices and continue to make progress in providing equitable opportunities throughout our organizations. Diversity is core to everything we do, and there are a few um there are a few issues on which our clubs and our internal leadership and time teams spend more time. We will defend against these claims which are without merit. Without merit, they said. Well, NFL and Mr. Roger Goodell, you say there's no merit. Well, Brian Flores listed every single merit he could think of in this 82-page yeah. lawsuit, which I read most of, not all of, because I get bored. Pages. I thought it was just 58 pages. 58. Sorry. Wait, was it 58? <laughs> yeah, bro. Where you get 82 Hold from? That's such a random know. number. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. <laughs> 58. Sorry. I don't know why I thought 82. Uh, and now I have lost. Okay, that's how I lost my place. First merit, first merit. You ain't even gotta put go past page two, because I, are you looking? You're not looking at the at the thing, are you? At the lawsuit? 
Yeah. I actually just clicked it, actually. Okay, well, fine. So now I'm you looking can, at it. Then we can follow along. That's even better. So, number uh, uh, five. Not him quoting... Not him quoting Martin Luther King Jr. Hey, on the first from the, page. From the top. Oh, Lord. From the top. Wait, oh, the wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Black History Month. No, 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 no. Okay, there's that. And I just want to say, we're going to get to this, man. We're going to have a real quick discussion Lord. on Mr. Bill Belichick. Because the, the first thing in this is a text from Bill Belichick saying Lord. he messed up. But we're going to talk about that in a minute. So, Lord. Ashley, let, let's just go down to page two at the bottom, number five, the, where it says number That's five. True. It says, many players decide to coach for their post-playing careers. It's true. Others decide to work their way into management-level positions at one of the NFL's 32 teams. Unfortunately, for black individuals, this is easier said than done. How? I'm glad you asked. Uh, Mm -hmm. One of the NFL's 32 coaches is black right now. That's uh, because there were three and two got fired. Uh, Uh, That's at 3%? Yes, 3%. Uh, Four of the 32 teams employ a black offensive coordinator. 12%. 12%. Thank you. Uh, 11 of the NFL's 32 teams have a black defensive coordinator. 34%. Thank you. Uh, eight of the NFL's 32 t- teams have a, a black special teams coordinator. 25. Ooh. Oh, three of them with a, with a black quarterback coach and six with a black general manager. Hmm. Now, where's the merit here? I'm glad you wait, 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 wait. Number six. These numbers come from a pool of players oh, that is approximately yeah. 70%, 70% black. Absolutely. Absolutely. And none of these uh, percentages rise over 40%. Yeah. None, none, of, of, none them. of them rise over 35%. Yeah. So not even half, Mm-mm. not even half of the population of black athletes is represented by a black coach. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and 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 here we go. And I'm not gonna read this whole statement, but literally the first line of his next point says what we've been saying all along is that it's a double standard. And again, we'll talk about Steve Wilkes in a second because he got listed here as well. But you think about it. There's a double standard when it comes to the black coach and the white coach. Uh, David Cully got essentially brought in to fail, overachieved, and still got fired. Brian Flores, another winning season. Oh my God. Murmuring in these headphones. It's not me. It's not me. Every week. And then it turned back on. Okay. Every week. It turned back on. It literally turned back on as I'm pushing the button. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's the double standard of coaching. David Culley got fired. Steve Wills got fired after a year. Brian Flores gets fired after a winning season. Um, And then. Like, you keep looking. You keep looking. Let's look at this. He said, even when black candidates get hired for head coaching positions, or rarity, they are discriminated against in, the, in connection with terms and conditions of their employment and compensation and terminated even as far less successful white head coaches are retained. Moreover, black head coaches are far less likely than white head coaches to receive second chances, even as white head coaches are routinely hired by teams, even as they fail elsewhere. Now, before I expound on that point for Mr. Flores, who's done a great job by this, by the way. Uh, Marvin Lewis, who I've talked about at length personally and on this podcast, is obviously the outlier because he got 16 years and didn't win a playoff game. But the Bengals are still <laughs> the top of their, near the top of their division. But I can't think of anybody. I'll make it personal. And actually, if you want to jump on this, you're more than welcome to. 
because this is my obligatory Cowboys uh, injection into this podcast. I can't think of a black head coach who would be able to get the run like Jason Garrett had and keep their job for almost 10 years. Uh-uh. I can't think of one. Um, I can't think of one who would be able to do anything like that. Or, or Let me rephrase it. It wouldn't even get to 10. It gets to like three and then be like, all right, you got to go. Because uh, let's be clear. Much of the Cowboys, I say it out loud. I, I still think it's a shock that we have a black quarterback, especially after Quince Carter. But that's neither here nor there. Um, and then he goes on to talk about the Rooney Rule, which is essentially abused uh, because sham interviews. You know, just hiring to talk to a black guy, just say we uh, satisfy the Rooney Rule, and then it's like, all right, we already knew who we were hiring. Um, yeah, and then he goes on. Oh, this is this is where this is where I love it. This is where I love when people have receipts and they start coming for next. Point number fourteen on page five, Ashley. I'm gonna read the whole thing. In January 2022, Mr. Flores, who spent three years as the head coach of the defendant Miami Dolphins, the Dolphins are Miami, found himself without a job. He was fired by the Dolphins after leading them to his first back-to-back winning season since 2003. The purported basis for his termination was alleged poor collaboration. In reality, the writing had been on the wall since Mr. Flores' first season as head coach of the Dolphins when he refused to take refused his owner's directive to tank for the first pick in the draft. That was the year they were supposed to be everybody was taking for two or whatever. Indeed, during the 2019 season, Miami's owner Stephen Ross uh, told Mr. Flores that he would pay him $100,000 for every loss. And the team's general manager, Chris Greer, told Mr. Flores that Steve was mad that uh, Mr. Flores' success in winning games that year was compromising the team's draft position. Which is funny because he's literally still got the same person they were trying to tank for. But that's neither here nor there. Oh, and in the next point, he also tried to get him to tamper uh, with another quarterback that was apparently was supposed to be about to be on the market. Uh, which is in clear violation of league rules, which will get draft picks and players taken away from me. Somebody said it was Tom Brady. That's what I heard, too. That, that's the speculation, which I'm a little, yeah, reading. Well, see, I'm not 100% on that because it said part of the next point that talks about that says, and the winter of 2020. The winter of 2020 was when Tom Brady would have been about to go on a playoff run. So I don't know if he was necessarily, I'm sure he wasn't thinking about going nowhere. I don't know. But if that's who it was, well, they were talking about the whole his whole last season. Um, it was speculation that he wanted out of New England. He was already in Tampa Bay in twenty twenty. Oh yeah, twenty twenty. Yes, but you mean? Some, oh, I was but told yeah, after, after the tw- end of the twenty nineteen yeah, season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how it starts. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, that and then here's what I really love. Just scroll down a little bit further. Uh. To where Bill Belichick gets caught up in this. And this is probably, I would venture to say this is where this all stemmed from. Uh, Because, as we all know now, uh, the Giants have hired their new head coach, Brian Dable, uh, who was the offensive coordinator in Buffalo, uh, working with Josh Allen, prolific offense, yada, yada, yada. You can look at the stats. So Bill Belichick, he, he texts Brian Flores. He says, sounds like you've landed. Congrats. Brian Flores, did you hear something I didn't hear? Talking about Giants. Brian Flores says he interviews on Thursdays. He thinks he has a shot at 
Bill Belichick says, got it. I hear from Buffalo and uh, New York, the Giants, that you're their guy. I hope it works out. Brian Flores says, that's definitely what I want. I hope you're right, coach. And then he's like, wait a minute, hold up. Because he knows who he's probably talking about. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to, to Brian Dable, the other guy? Uh, and he, Bill Belichick realized what he said. He said, sorry, I messed this up. Fixing up the language here. Uh, I double-checked and I missed her in the text. I think they're naming Dable. I'm sorry about that. BB for Bill Belichick. But see, here's the problem with that. That was uh, two days before Brian Flores was supposed to meet with the Giants. Meaning they had already had their guy picked. Meaning they didn't give two you-know-whats about the Rooney Rule. They were bringing him in to say they interviewed a black candidate. And they already knew who they were going to get. Wasting his time. Wasting his time. And But, if you want to talk about that, hey, since we're talk, talking about sham interviews, he also put the uh, Broncos in this. Sure this is how they got it. brought up. Who, oddly enough, this is, I bet this is just immaculate timing for the Broncos who just went for sale. Um, four, what, what they marketed at? Four billion? Uh, just under four billion. Uh, he said, in 2019, he was scheduled to interview with the Broncos, uh, but the morning of the interview, the people he was supposed to meet with, John Nelway included in this, showed uh-huh. up late, disheveled, looked like they had been drinking out all night, and probably, uh-huh. most likely, nursing a hangover. Uh, imagine you go in for what you think is the job that's going to make your career, and the people interviewing you walk in drunk. Imagine yeah. how you would feel. Right. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'd be livid, and so after that, it's just a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo, whatever. Uh, but yeah, to the exact people he's coming after, exactly, like I said, the Giants, the Dolphins, and the Broncos, and then all the NFL. Um, but I love what he did after that, and this if if one of my lawyer friends hears this, and this is just normal stuff, that's fine. But I find this interesting. Um. I might actually print this out and read it word for word one day. Uh, But he talks about the history of race discrimination in the NFL, uh, talking about how the league was segregated. Then even when it was integrated, it still took forever for uh, black people to really get on the field and actually like integrate into the league. And then, you know, the old idea that a black man couldn't be quarterback and lead the team. Um, He talked about that, uh, the ongoing problems of race. And then he mentioned, he mentioned Colin Kaepernick, uh, he mentioned uh, John Gruden got mentioned in this. He also mentioned, I don't remember if this was, oh, didn't realize this, the concussion settlement discriminated against black players. He mentioned a little bit of that. Um, last year, or well, not last year, but 2020, when uh, after George Floyd killing everybody was, you know, Black Lives Matter, this, and acting like they actually care when they didn't. Talking about that. Uh Daniel Jones and Eli Manning even caught a stray uh, because I'm pretty sure uh, they got brought up in this because he was talking about the New York Giants. Um, oh, that's right. It was in the Colin Kaepernick thing, talking about how, you know, after Colin Kaepernick's uh, contract ran out, nobody touched him because of the kneeling and stuff. And he was like, well, I mean, you look at the Giants. The Giants clearly could have used some help on the offensive end of the ball, and they didn't even bring him in for a workout or nothing. Now, I don't know if this seems fishy to you, but it seems fishy to me. That's essentially what they're saying. Um, then he even went so far as to, while talking about the owners and general managers, 
Put a pic, put everybody's picture up. <laughs> Just so you know. So you don't think I'm tripping. So you don't think I'm lying. These are all the owners. These are all the co- head coaches. Just to prove my point that most, if not all of them, are white. And the if not all is only including Mike Tomlin right now because ain't no black co- head coach has been hired yet. What, we have, what, five vacancies left out of nine? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because there was eight. My thing, the... my thing about this whole thing is uh-huh. I obviously think we need more black coaches. Obviously. Mm-hmm. It is clearly a problem if you have one black head coach out of 32 coaches. Right. No owners. Uh, the question I have here is what do you do? Because as we know, the owners run the league. Uh-huh. You can't tell them to do anything. You could put like the Rooney rule, you could put that in place, but like they going to f- find a way around it. Like right. homeboy said, like they just interviewing me to, you know, check the quota. Like mm-hmm. what, what do you do? I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't know. Um, like this is such a large issue. Dude, this is something you got to take this to the Supreme Court with yeah. what it seems like. But I mean, but again, even then, there's a bunch of old white billionaires and Shad Khan, who is a billionaire, just not white. Um, they're going to make their own rules. They're going to do what they want to do. That's, that's so, what I'm saying. Like it, they own the league. Yeah. And, it's, and then, now I can say it's a private business. I can... Not do what I want to do, but I can pretty much do what I want to do. So <laughs> I can just say we picked the best guy when everybody knows they didn't pick the best guy. Because if the best guy was picked, uh, Brian Flores would still have his job. Uh, Eric Bieniemy would be a head coach. And would not, have been ha- had a job. Would have been a head coach and not perpetually the offensive coordinator, which is a great gig, let's be real. But he would have his own team. And there's a few other guys out there. And then I mentioned it. Sorry. Um, we talked about the double standard. Steve Wilkes, who when it first happened, I was like, what is going on? And I know why they did it, because they wanted to get Kyler Murray or whatever. Steve Wilkes went 3-13 in his one season coaching the Cardinals. They brought in uh, Cliff That was K- back when they had Chosen Rosen, huh? That was when they had Chosen Rosen. Cliff Kingsbury comes in the next year and goes 5-10. and 10. Nobody bats an eye. Nobody says a word. But Steve Wilkes... Has one bad year, and they get rid of him like he the worst thing since sliced bread. I don't understand. Yep. Well, I don't uh, understand why. But, their GM yeah. had a got a DUI that year too. Yes, their it, GM got you. a DUI. Yeah, and then the GM this, the GM kept his job, but Steve Wilkes had to go. Yeah, that's what, what they what? said. So you had a rookie quarterback. The GM was suspended for five weeks, and they still had three. And they and they got three weeks, uh, three wins. GM gets uh GM keeps his job, but the coach gets fired. Yeah, that that's. And you had a rookie quarterback. Let's just finish. Let's, yeah. let's start there. Who's not okay. that great, by the way? <laughs> Who is not that good? They if were he was questioning good, his leadership would, in the locker room. If if he was that good, they wouldn't have drafted Kyler Murray number one the next year. They were questioning this man's leadership in the locker room. I said, listen, once yeah. it get to that level, you know it's over. Yeah, and then he, as we mentioned, David Cully, he mentioned uh. Him. And then somebody I completely forgot about, Chris Richard, who was a uh, defensive coach for the Cowboys back in 2018. One of the architects of the Legion of Boom. His record speaks for itself. Not a single head coaching opportunity. 
Meanwhile, you got Josh McCown who has zero experience. Or, again, as I previously as mentioned, the finalist for a head coaching job. Who proved me wrong. He did prove me wrong a little bit this year. But Cliff Kingsbury got fired from Texas Tech. Let's remember that. He did not leave on his own volition. He did not pull a Lincoln Riley and say, I'm going out west. He got fired for lack of production in the Big 12. Not the SEC. Not even the ACC. The Big 12. He got fired and got a head coaching job the next year. I don't think no black coach would get that opportunity. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Look. Yeah. I mean, listen, no matter how you slice it, the numbers speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, they do. Come on now. Come and on now. And that's the issue, because, like I said, look at all the numbers, and it's right there spelled out clear as day. And people are going to look at it and say, oh, all this, all that. No. The fact of the matter is, black people not getting opportunities. And let's be clear. This is essentially martyrdom for Brian Flores as far as his career is concerned. Oh, yeah, this is it. He just called the NFL to the carpet. He ain't going to get no jobs after this. Nah. Uh, yeah. He said the NFL was like a plantation. Once he said yeah. that, I was like, well. Yeah, that, that, yep. Well, hope you have fun in the college game, buddy, because, uh, yeah, I don't think the NFL is going But you the, said, you said the um, Bill Belichick text did it for him. Uh no, this this right here this was planned. Well yeah. Okay, as soon but, as he got fired from Miami, he was like, okay, let's mm-hmm. let let's let's right. get to it. Because like you said, not just it'd be one thing if me and you said it and like uh, our friends, but literally everybody, players everybody. included, was like, what? Excuse me, like why did he get fired? Like how he get caught up in in this? But I did. I have heard a conspiracy. And I'd like to get your input on it. Bill Belichick sent that text to Brian Flores on purpose. <laughs> why? Uh, why? I don't know. Maybe he wants to take that. Was he a whistleblower? Was he the whistleblower? Is that what you think he a whistleblower? I don't know. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe the dog accidentally sent it. But you said maybe he want to take out the Giants. Hey, look, I don't know. The fact of the matter is. Bill Belichick still kind of set this whole thing in motion, I think. He did, uh, but we all we all done texted the wrong person before. They got the same first name, Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last name just two letters apart. Mm-hmm. He could have sent the wrong text. And he probably saw it and was like, you know what? We'll see where this goes. Hey. We'll see where this goes. I mean, at least Bill Belichick owned up to it. You know, some people yeah. would have been like, oops, send the wrong text up. Let me stop replying. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, got my bad. Caught up. My bad, big dog. My bad. I didn't mean to, I mean to say that. Oops. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On the first day of Black History Month, he hits them with a class action lawsuit yeah. calling their hiring practices racist, basically. Yeah. And hey, yeah. We, started, we started with a bang. We started with a bang. We started with a bang. Yeah. Well, uh, anything else you want to say about that, Marvin? Because um, I've never been more of a Brian Flores fan in my life. I know that much. I just, my question is, what do we do now? Like, I don't know. How, like, the owners own the league. 
Yeah. The unfortunate thing is I don't know. But I'm sure in the next few months to years we'll figure something out <laughs> before this all gets settled. Yes. But I will say yes, will. at the very least Brian Floyd is going to get a check. I know that much. Oh yeah. Listen. Listen. <laughs> he get in my check, boy. <laughs> listen. These civil cases you just got to have, you know. Yeah. Listen. The, the burden of proof he is so way much, lower. <laughs> yeah. Right? He got text messages. He got statistics. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Hey. Real life examples. Don't. Hey, look. All I'm asking you, Mr. Flores, is this. Don't do what Mr. Kaepernick did. What he did was commendable. I'm glad he took the NFL to the court just, as, just like you're about to do. But we want to see the numbers whenever this thing. We want to see the numbers whenever this thing gets set up. We don't want to see set it out of court and we're not disclosing. We want to know how much, because we need to know. But that's all I got. That's all I got on that. Yeah. Well, you know, Brian Flores set it off on the first day of Black History Month, so we might as well get into Black History Month. Happy Black History Month, Marvin. Mm-hmm. You gotta say it back. It's like Merry Christmas. Happy Black now. History Month, Ashley. Come on, now he act like this is first day being black. I'm sorry, I was trying to make uh, sure I hit the right music. As we start Black History Month, you know, I want to say uh, shout out to the late great Maya Angelou. They say she's gonna be on the portal, but where is our Harriet Tubman twenty? Thank you. Where Thank is you. it? Thank you. I don't know, but I needed to come on, man. Where is it? Now I don't mean to be, you know, that person, because somebody probably listening. Like pause. If you're listening and you're thinking this, you don't. This is the wrong podcast for you. But somebody probably listening, like, girl, they already announced it. Baby, glad y'all getting it. No, we have not seen it. We haven't seen it. We have not seen it. Therefore, it does not exist because it does not exist until it's exactly. made and in circulation. Okay. Period. Anyways, yeah, so look it up. <laughs> so we they announced that years ago. The Maya Angelou quarter they announced this this last year. But did they announce it at the this early this year at the end of last year? Uh, I think it was early this year. So we won't be expecting to see that one for another decade. You're right. Uh, but you know, oh, also recent. Just what? skimming this. Tubman is still not set to appear by the end on the twenty by the end of Biden's first term. Or even a hypothetical second term. Okay. What does take us so long? I don't know nothing about printing money, well, but uh, it seemed well, like it's know, taking a little was, slower than uh. There was that one slower. guy in office who probably did two rips about that. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I do remember he delayed it, Mervin. Just keep talking. Just keep talking. I'm done with him. Y'all, y'all see what I deal with? This is the third time. The third time. I don't know why he even does that. Like, I'm just sitting here by the I told him before the podcast started. He told me it went out. And I said, Mervin, I ain't going to say nothing to you right now. But I'm going to say something when it happened. And you did. I knew this was going to happen. Throw the headphones away. No. They're clearly cheap. You said they weren't. Sound cheap to me. That's what they sound cheap to me. Anyways, another advancement in black women. Joe Biden says he's going to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. Some people are saying... Why it gotta be a black woman? Why can't everybody be uh? Why can't everybody be considered? 
These same people weren't saying that when Trump said he was hiring, he was going to uh, nominate a woman. Right. The, he didn't say black woman. He said woman. Mm-hmm. What nobody say nothing in. Did nobody but say nothing about black woman. When, uh, when Brett Kavanaugh got nominated. Well. Oh, yeah, let me rephrase but, it. Sorry. Let me rephrase it. We said something. Like, people who think like us said something. But, you know, the people who like Mr. Trump that are probably saying something about the fact that he wanted to nominate a black, that Mr. Biden was nominated a black woman. Was like, oh, Brett Kavanaugh? Sure. Let's get him in there. Yeah. Forget all that other stuff. He's good. Just, we remember. Don't forget. We don't forget. Don't forget Clarence Thomas. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's still there. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'll skin folk and folk. Uh, so uh, you know it's Black History Month. You know, <laughs> no, sorry. it's Black. Condoleezza. Sorry. I was about to say it's Black History Month. You know, and uh, you know, like you said, it's the shortest month there is. But we just gonna have to live it up, like you know, we, <laughs> culture. Listen, the word culture is normally associated with black people mm-hmm. because we as a people recognize our culture. Now, I saw some on TikTok last night in Mervyn. I really hope it's not the video I was literally just thinking about, <laughs> but go ahead. I don't think so. Maybe not. It might have been. I don't know. So I was on TikTok and this girl asked a open and honest question. Okay. She said to my white followers or to the white people who may see this. Do y'all's grandparents ever talk about, you know, maybe attending some, uh, you know, lynchings? Mm. Might as well just throw it out there. Right. You know, ever ridiculing somebody, you know, ever, you know, jumping a kid just Mm. because you wanted to, you know, ever throwing things at black kids. Mm. And she made a good point. She said, because our grandparents have told us about everything they've been through. Our black grandparents have told us about the time where, you know, they may have gotten physically assaulted or spit at or all kinds of stuff. So if they experienced it and they still alive, that means the people who did it to them are also still alive. We just want to know, do y'all also talk about y'all's cultures with your grandparents like we do with our well, grandparents? See, see, Ashley, now you're asking a tough question because now you're <laughs> talking about critical race theory and you, know you can't talk about that no more because just because we was able to endure it don't mean the other folk want to talk about it or have it talked about because nobody wants to hear how their ancestors were terrible people. I'm just saying that. Be careful. You're asking tough questions. That's all I'm saying. You know. But they need to be asked more often. You know, black people, it's become a hip thing to mm-hmm. act black, talk black, all that. You know? See. Whatever, whatever that means to you. See, now you just led me right into the TikTok I saw, um, because we all know black people run culture. We all know this. Uh, and the and the, there was a question that was asked: If black women didn't exist, who would gay white people, well, gay white men, emulate? 
or impersonate. And I said, I look like the president of here. I said, dang, that's a good question. Because I don't know. Because let's be real. I'm not going to say all. We're not going to blanket statement nobody. But they're real. Stereotypical gay white man. It's a lot like the stereotypical black. Let me rephrase it. Not like them, but they try to act like the like a regular black woman. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But to the good of Black History Month, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Uh, as time progresses, we are you know getting more opportunities mm-hmm. some people doing it for publicity stunts you know what i'm saying bath and body works speak i was just about to say that because <laughs> my I god i was just about to say that so we're gonna decorate the candles with black lives matter and happy black history month stuff mm-hmm. but not highlight black business owners mm-hmm. not allow black creatives to create those candles uh-huh. my cousin got a candle business pretty queen candles that's a plug pretty queen candles tabitha okay. Aunt tabitha she tried it on one of her very good mondays whatever you call it uh but why not have the black people make them and be able to benefit off of it for black history month you don't was something not adding up no it's sad you miss you missing the point it's adding up to their bottom line that means they gotta <laughs> spread the wealth and they don't like to do that yeah um yeah. i tried to go positive and it went negative real that quick it, it, it's so tough too it's so, like i i'm with you i try to be positive too i try to celebrate our blackness and then you look up and it's black history month and you see somebody doing some more bs like this uh speaking of the hbcus over a dozen hbcus got bomb threats called in for the first day of uh, black history month how racist you gotta be bro how racist you gotta be to be like it's black history month yeah we're gonna show those black people who's boss around here i had a conversation with a white male Mm, i say he's like 23 uh recently and this man is married he's heavy in the church you know and uh we got talking about towns that black people can't go to after dark i don't know how we got there sundown towns is what we call them right uh and he said why is it that black people don't like to go into like maybe a country all white neighborhood alone and then he asked about a white male walking into the hood alone i said well well (laughs) uh if a white guy walks into the hood alone and he does not return from where he came uh everybody going down everybody (laughs) everybody Everybody going going down (laughs) now historically Mm -hmm. when a black person Mm -hmm. has been maybe uh hypothetically attacked by you know historically attacked by white people uh you know it's been justified in a lot of different yeah. a, a lot like, of different we've, we've cases seen, like you know maybe well, well I, and when i say justified i mean within the justice system. yeah yeah or uh, look, not I, not morally I'm obviously just, i'm just i'm just spitballing here but we've seen many a time or maybe not many a time but we've seen a couple times maybe recently maybe not or you know black person meets up with a white person black person ends up dead 
no investigation. He seemed like a good guy, so they that didn't. That actually just happened. That was the dope. Bumble, the Bumble girl. That was the. That's what I was. Okay, no, because that has that's happened before. Though. Yeah, this is not. And the then first. there was I. I keep saying I've never actually looked up the story. There was that black woman. There was a picture. It looked like a sleepover. It was like the black girl with the sleepover with, with the white girl. Yeah. Yes. She winds up dead. Homeboy and uh. Dang, I don't remember his name. But the one that ended up ro- dead rolled up in the gym. Rolled that- up, yep. And they said he did it himself. Mm-hmm. I ain't never... I, yeah. I would have probably have a hard time rolling myself up in a gym mat. Fully alive. Yeah, so uh, to close out the guy, he said, like, but what's the issue? Like, why do you... Yeah. Like, I don't see the difference. We're all just people. I said... You don't see the difference. You don't. But as a black person, we are treated differently. I personally have experienced moments of racism. Mervin, have you experienced uh, instances of racism? Mm-hmm. And I was telling him, I was like, I have personally experienced racism firsthand. Yeah. We are not treated the same. Yeah, you that. may think, think we're the same. But sir, yeah. out in this world, out in this country, we are not treated the same. And that's what I'm going to need you to realize real quick. Yeah. And that's what we need other people to realize real quick. And that's what Brian Flores is trying to get the NFL to re- realize real quick. We are not treated the same. Yeah. And people don't okay? understand that. And people don't understand. That's why we need a Black History Month. Right. That's why we need all these other things. Pause. People are talking about uh, Joe Biden nominating the Supreme Court justice. A black woman is more uh, affirmative action type thing. If you don't do it, it won't get done. It won't get done. So, hey, shout out to Joe Biden for finally doing something right. I or did. attempted to. Sleepy Joe. Did you see him cuss out that reporter? I heard after, about that. Bruh. <laughs> I heard about that. I said, what is going on? I don't know. I don't know if he's going to go for another term. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it seemed like. I don't mean to, this. This is not ageism. I'm not a, an ageist or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it just seemed like a moment where he wasn't himself. Because if you're in a press conference full of cameras and mics, and you sitting in front of the mic, and you in your right mind, you gonna cuss out a reporter? When, I mean, when all the, no, we ain't talking about President Trump. We talking about <laughs> <laughs> we talking I about mean, a regular look, president. Look, I mean, hey, look, it was just the way it was done to nah, me. I'm I just like, mm, I know. Yeah. Look, sometimes you gotta let them know to shut up <laughs> in a in a very forceful manner. Uh, Mervin, do you have a favorite moment in Black History? Ooh favorite moment in black history uh <laughs> let me see because hold on i'm a this, uh sorry, i'm looking up this is not my favorite but off the top of the dome uh nini leaks goes down in black history hall of fame when she said i said what, what I, I said, said. yes oh if that's what we're going with uh it was in barbados it was a race I don't know who they are, and I don't care. But it was two white girls running up to the finish line. They thought they had that thing won. We finna walk, run through this thing, hands raised high in victory. And it was a, it was a, a black lady yeah. came through and you got them. Yeah, that one. Uh, that's one of that's one of the ones. Uh, dang, I could have. Yeah, we should have we should have prepared this. We should have prepared off the top of the dome. Uh huh. Google it. I'm, I'm looking up something. I'm so, okay, see. No, I'm 
glad I didn't say that because that would have been loud and wrong. Um, uh, one of my favorite uh, black shows, College Hill. I don't know why I never randomly thought about College, that. Old. Never watched College Hill. I never, never really, watched College I never Hill. Never watched College Hill. I never really watched Bro, BT growing up. So, yeah. Sleep, sleep. Yeah. That right there, watching College. That was a movement. Sleep. Now. Sleep. If it, it ain't. It, it ain't history, history, but it's new. The Wonder Years. If you want to learn a little bit about history and see what's see what's going on back then, with a little bit of comedy, it's a great show. It's on ABC. Just watch it. Uh, oh, it's on ABC. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's see. Favorite Black history moments. I mean, you know, there's there's many. Like, where do I start? I mean, Obama. Uh. uh my favorite Black history moment was when Portia Williams was wondering how. The train got through under the church for the Underground Railroad. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Repeat what you just said. They were at a church. Okay. Now, Portia Williams' granddaddy marched <laughs> alongside Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. 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 That's the my grandfather. Continue. They were at a church. Uh, historic, uh, underground railroad stop. Okay. Portia Williams said <laughs> on national TV, <laughs> Real Housewives of Atlanta said, "What? How did the train fit through here? How, how did they get the train through?" <laughs> Portia. <laughs> We, we, we shall never forget <laughs> when I tell you <laughs> y'all Mervyn is dying <laughs> oh my god oh my god when I tell oh you god. wow oh. I, lo- I love oh, me some sure I do when oh, I tell man. you that had to be the funniest oh, moment man. on that, that show, because everybody was looking like, I <laughs> she know, I know she didn't say that. Say that. I know. <laughs> she really said that. <laughs> My God. Mervyn, I got to find the clip. Oh, I got to find the clip. Ashley, please oh, send it to me. I can't believe you've never seen speaking that. Speaking of, uh, <sighs> I know, speaking of, I know somebody didn't just say that. Uh, a homeboy, Elmo. Because let's be real, Elmo is black. Any smoke he's had with Rocco and Zoe, black history moments. Uh, especially since they've been brought up in recent memory. Because um, Elmo wanted all the smoke with Rocco and Zoe. See, I wasn't a big uh, Sesame Street watcher. I was. I was. I was a big. I was big on Sesame Street. Not necessarily Mr. Rogers, but you know, Dragon Tales, uh, some of those other shows. But yeah, Dragon I, Tales, Dragon Tales. Let's see what other, what other off the wall <laughs> Black History moments. Uh, hey, speaking of Obama, when Obama came out with that tan suit, tan suit, and yep. everybody lost it. <laughs> yep. Hey, that trip, son. Y'all know nothing about this. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I gotta stop. Listen, Real Housewives of Atlanta. I got so many from Real Housewives of Atlanta. I gotta stop, bro. Yo, I don't know the name of I'm gonna think about that tomorrow and just lose it. People are gonna be like, what happened, Mervyn? I'm gonna be like, look, don't. Listen. It's Black History. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> bro, the, 
you should wait till you see everybody's faces, bro. <laughs> wait till you <laughs> wait till you see everybody's faces, bro. That's what took me out. And then you got oh candy God. like Porsche. It was. It, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't a real railroad. Oh my god. Oh, ooh. Actually, um, it was a historic boxing match. It was chronicled very well in the period piece Harlem Nights. Uh, when Jack Johnson beat Kirkpatrick, that was great. Uh, it's a joke, by the way. Uh, clearly. Clearly. But, clearly. But. That movie, I know it ain't on everybody's top five list. That's a hood classic. But Harlem Nights should be a hood classic. I love that movie. That's, one, that's my favorite I feel like movie. It's an old hood classic. It is an old hood classic, but it is a hood classic. It should be at least. Um, I'd put it up there above Friday, personally. Speaking of a, a movie that should be a hood classic but don't get enough respect, and I know I've said it before, dope. That is a great movie. That is a great cast of black characters, and it does not get enough respect. So for Black it's History Month, white folk, watch though. You'll love it. Uh, it's I don't think it's on Netflix. I think it's been on there before, but last time I watched it, I had to uh, rent it for like three dollars to watch it. Dope. Why did I think it came out on Netflix? But yes, I remember seeing it on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. But I haven't seen it again. But yeah, Ooh, that was actually. You know what? Here we go. Sports moments, Black History. Vince Carter almost starting an international incident by absolutely yamming on somebody in the Olympics and jumping over them. I, I think we can just go ahead and put that put that one at the top of the list. You know, uh, Malice at the Palace. Mm-hmm. Black History. <laughs> it's like black infamy, but sure. I mean. <laughs> still historical yeah that, yeah because that's another one of those all i gotta see is the first frame and i Tristan know it's about trimester thompson trimester thompson you know nick cannon got another baby on the way bro bro that right there he needs to be stopped and you know who is that why not girl no it's johnny manziel's ex-girl ex-wife <laughs> was she a wine was she a wine nah. girl no, she was Johnny few, Manziel's wife. A no. few of his baby bombers are wilding out girls. Wow. I'm like, okay. Wow. So that y'all joke about that HR? is true, huh? Yes. I'm like, y'all ain't got no HR? Right. What's crazy about it is his other baby just recently passed away. Yeah. So the baby mama's dealing with the passing away of that child, but while also hearing that he having a baby with another person. I'm yeah. just like, okay. Nick Cannon, at this point, it's and not And his therapist no told him to stop having sex. <laughs> It's yeah, that, that was no short-lived. More. Yeah. Because you got to take care of them kids, brother. It's not cute no more. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Oh, shout out to the Pratt family coming back. Yes. Yes. Shout Although to- Kyla Pratt sounds a little different. Well, she's like older. She does. But I need that Penny Pratt original voice to come back. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it will once she, you know, yeah. gets back into the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Real quick then. Black one more moment Nene leaks woo chat the ghetto <laughs> yes uh black sitcom top two Martin Ooh, this is hard hold on let me look you know what let's not even quick. say top two but top black sitcoms cause Martin is obviously top of the list uh different world different 
different world, absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Fresh Prince. Um, sister, sister. Sister, sister. My wife and sister. kids. Uh, let me see my wife and kids. Oh, 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 pause. Top of my list, easy. Living single. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I give you that. I give you that every day of the week. I, I can living understand that. Living single. Yeah. I still to this day want to like live out living, living mm-hmm. single. You know what I'm saying? Living with your friends. Right. While y'all out being successful and conquering the world, I still to this day want to live that out. You know, so yeah. I need to get to a bigger market while I'm, you know, still young and single, so that I can, you know. Yeah, because you ain't got much time. Ooh. I ain't got much time for what? To be, be young. young. I'm 27. I'm okay? aware. I feel like I'm young for I'm another. I'm older than you, Ashley. I know. <laughs> I feel like I'm young for another eight years. 35. No, 35. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I 35 is. I think 35 is when you get to like, you know, mm-hmm. older. Not to the young kids, obviously. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, living singles top for me. Yeah. Also, you remember back in the day when Nickelodeon was, <laughs> you could change that CK for a, a GGA and it would still be right because all the shows back there were black. All, all that. that. Uh, Keenan and Kale. Uh, Keenan and Kale. Uh, Cousin Skeeter with a young Megan dude. Cousin Skeeter, yes. yes. Hey. Uh, Oh, we've got Moesha on Moesha? Sitcoms. Sorry, Both sorry, Mo. Sorry, Brandon. Oh, the Parkers. Oh, God. Yeah. Eat to the... Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx show. Mm-hmm. It's just so many. It's so good, many, yes. Like... So, you know what? Steve Harvey show. Just had to throw that for, for, for all of our uncolored friends, we're just going to give y'all a little home, homework assignment. Learn about some black culture. This, this, uh... Yes. This Black History it, Month. But... Understand something. You will find somebody who gatekeeps you, and rightfully so. Just because you learn about it, don't mean you need to go out and use it all. I agree. Because we got our own culture. You got your own. Okay? I agree. And we don't want to talk about black things all the time. We don't. If you get you a black friend, try not to bling up right. black issues. I was hanging out I- with somebody who was white and mm-hmm. we kept bringing up black issues every time we hung out. I don't like, want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about Trayvon Martin all the time. I don't. I don't. I want to talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about something funny. But we got all Muth Mervin to think about funny moments in black history. Like, we ain't obviously, we obviously ain't going historical. Unless you want to go uh, that way. But I'm thinking like, you know, famous, mm-hmm. you know, black hood moments, black Twitter moments, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know right. Sense. Okay. Okay. Hey, we're going to have we fun with this. We're going to have fun with this. We're going to have fun with this. Cause black Twitter is a wild space, and the court, and apparently, I just found this out. So is black TikTok. So <laughs> we go find. Oh yes, it. love me some black oh, TikTok. I be on God. that thing, just in my bed scrolling. My I don't even God. get on. Like I get home, and I'll watch like a show, mm-hmm. or some nights I would just get in the bed, and scroll on TikTok. Hilarious. Hilarious. All right, Mervin, we, yeah. we, yeah. we need to be exiting. Which we, email you want me to send this link to real quick? Uh, you Yahoo. After we get done. You have my Yahoo? Yahoo. Okay. Which one is your Yahoo? Nah, I'm sending you Gmail. I don't know what your Yahoo is. That's fine. Actually, let me just see what you have here. Um. Well, okay. First day of Black History Month in the books, although now it's the second day. Mm-hmm. It's Groundhog Day. Yeah. Which sounds great for some. But apparently Dallas and Houston and are y'all getting winter weather too? Yes. Yeah. Uh, apparently the whole state of Texas is going to be in the winter for at least another week. So 
We don't care what puts Tony Fields has <laughs> Not to another say. week. See, it's not. Yeah, I know. It's, it's only not, a couple of days. Um, and it's not going to be nearly as bad as last year. Yeah, because remember last year the temperature stayed below freezing. Yeah, it'll be quick. Quick enough to where hopefully this old man can find himself on a golf course on Monday. It's been like two weeks. I ain't swung the big stick in a while. I need to. Pause. It's the driver. <laughs> I, it's the driver. Calm down. <laughs> pause. That's not something to say pause on. I ain't. I ain't drove the big stick in a while. You know, you just talking about sticks. Okay. It's, a, it's a golf time. No. You know what I mean. I I know what you meant. And I realized it after I said it, but I was hoping you would be mature enough to understand what I meant and not bring it up. But you failed me again, Ashley. You failed me again. But it's I gladly, good. gladly failed. I expect nothing less than from you. Um, just a reminder, you are the band in my existence. Uh, you bring me nothing but pure agony. But I love you, and I choose to put up with it, and that makes it better. Uh, <laughs> but we gotta get out of here because we have talked way too long again as i say every week we thank you so much for everything uh we love y'all we appreciate y'all and we truly appreciate each and every one of our fans for listening to us as we talk for so long but no fear because next week more rights well there will be more more right right here so thank you so much we love y'all we appreciate y'all tell your friends tell your family tell your co-workers about us and we'll be back next week with episode 54 a super preview of the super bowl with episode 54 of the more right the wrong podcast